I'm Dustin Zahn, and this is Trainwrecks. Well, I'm back. The latest podcast was three months ago, and a lot has happened since then. This year started off pretty well, and I was following my goal of having a bi-weekly podcast, but unfortunately, life slapped me in the face, and I had to move back to the States for a short while to take care of a family member. It forced me to put my entire life on hold, which obviously included the podcast. The ironic reality is that for once, I actually had like five or six episodes already recorded and ready to go. Um, Basically, so everything you'll be hearing over the next couple months may sound kind of dated, but shit happens. These will start popping up every couple weeks again over the course of the summer. I'll continue with fresh stuff this fall, and we'll see where we're at towards the end of the year. For 2019, it might be time to pull the plug indefinitely, but I'm not going to stress about it right now. I'll get into that uh, more in later episodes. I need to plug some releases and dates real quickly. Um, Yeah, I still make records. In fact, I had a few releases this spring. If you like it deep, check out my collaboration with Joel Mull. It's called Way of the Wild. It's on Parable Recordings. Um, that one has been out for, I think, since February or March. Anyway, you can still scoop it up. It's also available, uh, online at all the fine little MP3 shops. And, uh, if that record's too deep in the pocket for you, Radio Slave released an EP of mine on his label, and it's called Take the Throne. It's, uh, well, it's four banging-ass club tracks, so if you're looking for fun techno, scoop it up. It's for fans of, uh, you know, big kick drums and melodies. It's none of this sad, there's a tear in my beer techno that's doing the rounds at the moment. Uh, One side note on that, the digital still hasn't been released for that record, and I don't know when it's coming. When it comes, I'll let you know. On my own label, Enemy, uh, Gabriela Vergilov's debut EP includes a remix from myself. Uh, it was really doing some damage this spring, and I'm proud of the whole EP. Uh, some nice remix from Cosmic TRG and Doubt on there, on top of two great originals, or three even. So uh, check it out. For the future, I have a lot of music done, um, but two EPs are fully ready to go. Those are going to come out on my label, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. And um, those also kind of got lost in the fold this spring along with the other podcasts, so they should have been out already. Um, You'll hear about those uh, first here on the podcast at some point soon. Tour dates. Here we go. Nuremberg, I'm back. I'll see you at Haus 33 on Friday the 13th. I just recognized the date, and I realized I better not check my bag at the airport for that one. Who knows if I'll ever see it. Uh, Saturday, uh, the 14th, I'm off to Stockholm for a Parable Records Day party. It's a badass lineup with myself, Joel Mull, Jesper Dahlback, Patrick Seach, and more. Uh, remember, this one is a daytime party. It's over at 10 p.m. Uh, you can make that booty call by 11 and be doing the no pants dance by 12. Boom. While you're busy with that, I'll already be back on the road to Berlin. Sunday, Berghain. I'm back in the big house, and uh, fuck it, let's make getting in trouble fun again. The lineup for both of those rooms, they include acts like uh, Kazagrain, Mike Parker, Marco Shuttle, Steve Rockmod, 
Avalon Emerson and Anthony Parasoli, a bunch of other, you know, there's a bunch of badasses there. And like I said, it's been a few wild months for me, so I need this one as much as some of you do. The week after that, you can catch me at a festival in Lithuania. Listen, I'll be honest, I can't even pronounce the name, but I haven't been to Lithuania in 16 years, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, If you're in Lithuania, please come out. Uh, Be great to see you. All right, I've been talking about myself for way too long. Let's get on with this week's guests. This week's guests are a Berlin duo, best known as IY. They're producers, DJs, record label owners, promoters, photographers, the whole goddamn deal. They run a very popular series of events in Berlin by the name of Staub and have recently taken the party on the road. I've become friendly with these guys over the years and it's always a good conversation with them, so it was no doubt in my mind that this was going to be a good podcast. It ended up being a long one and we got a little loose. That's awesome. Um, so a few things have happened since this interview was recorded. Uh, well, IY has split up. <laughs> I'd love to tell you that this podcast was the reason, because that would make for a great story and also boost my ratings. But actually, you know what? Let's just stick with that lie for now, because I don't really know what the true story is. Um, but here you have it. The final IY chat interview thingy. Also, I was complaining about the Zone 92 not getting a proper update in this episode. Well, in the time since then, they actually announced the successor, so I'm, I guess I'm getting exactly what I wanted. So that's good news. Uh, something else happened. This episode features Tbilisi, Georgia as a big topic. For those of you who uh, don't live on the internet, those people do exist. Um, there was a big uh, club called Bassiani. Well, it's still here. The police raided it and uh, shut it down. Uh, there was a bunch of arrests. It led to a massive protest that received attention by news outlets all over the world. Um, that's just putting it in the least terms possible. It's quite a big ordeal. Uh, fortunately, since then, they've reopened their doors. And if you don't know much about the topic, it's pretty damn interesting. And I recommend reading up on it by searching the World Wide Web. Lastly, three months has really killed the momentum of the show. Uh, that kind of a break is pretty much a nail in the coffin. But uh, if you dig what you're hearing, please share the podcast with your friends. Hit the subscribe button, write a review, uh, anything really. Uh, mostly because the extra support really helps convince guests that spending two hours with me is worth their time. Um, but anyway, this is a really long episode and I've talked way too much already. So enjoy the show. See you in a couple weeks. Uh, first of all, cheers guys. Thanks for coming on the show. It took a while, but you're finally here. Yeah, (laughs) we managed that. Yeah, long last. Yeah. Uh, you've been here recently, but it's been, or not recently, but well, I've been to your place, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So here's the deal. I realized about an hour before doing this that I set up everything, but I actually didn't, um, didn't really come up with any notes for the show. So while I was sitting <laughs> in the dinner, I'm like, I got to start writing shit on my phone. Uh, so my first question is, what's your favorite color? No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, first come of all, black, we got to do the due it. diligence. Uh, <laughs> We're going to get some IDs from you guys. Uh, we'll just go right down the table here. Yak, yeah. introduce yourself. So you know who's who. I'm, I'm Yak. Okay. I'm, I'm the Y. The Y. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Right on. Um, and that was actually going to be the next question for those who don't know is what does yeah. it stand for? But yeah, pretty I mean, pretty simple shit, right? Yeah. I mean, it came up out of just having tracks finished and not really knowing what to call reading, ourselves. Reading right some on. philosophy books and <laughs> deciding. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so when you go to other countries, like especially Latin countries, do they start pronouncing like... Oh, they pronounce uh, it with, differently everywhere. Exactly. Even here, I mean, yeah. everything That's from true, yeah. Y to IY to... I and Y. I and Y, yeah. I slash Y. We've heard it all. all kinds of. Right like in France. <laughs> nice. Uh, but you guys also have solo projects too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. All right. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I did. Uh, at first, I did one solo track on the. What was it? The second or third record? Second record. On the second record. Just as Yak. And then later on, which I think was the fifth. Yeah, it was the fifth. Yeah. Um, I did that temper record because i had a history of having a bad temper <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah as as your tweets and facebook messages go yeah. about <laughs> traveling well that's that's how i try to try to keep the temper in check really right on. but um yeah no and then i mean on on some uh unknown artist kind of uh compilations and stuff i make my i make the odd appearance but uh yeah i'm working on i'm working on more more solo stuff to come soon. So Right on. Well, how about you? Yeah, well, um, I released a couple of tracks also on, on IY. Uh, also on... Uh, did you really? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> and uh, also I started a new label uh, recently, like a few months ago. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah. So and there are like some, some ambient stuff, some more... Well, some home listening. Right on. Print. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's funny because, I mean, I've known... I don't even know when the first time I actually met each of you. It's been a, quite a it's while. Been a while yeah. Which yeah. was... Maybe it was even before I moved to Berlin. And for you, I, I met him before I met you. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's been a while. Anyway, yeah. and I... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we I'll, don't remember most of it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty <laughs> But the thing is, is uh, surprisingly, I... I don't. If I was told, I don't remember the the history. So we'll do that part of it real yeah. quick. Mm. Um, first of all, like, how did you know? When did you guys kind of meet, and when did the techno part come into play? You take this one. <laughs> yeah, I think it was um, 2011 or something when we met. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was actually easy story. We met at the party, and then we like talked about the music, and then well, there's a little pre story to this with a. With posting on a certain Facebook yeah, like page. And there was <laughs> posting on Facebook page and like uh, going out every weekend and you know all this all release shit. story yeah. and uh, yeah, then I had to record a podcast and my turntables were not working, so I just went to his place and we just like showed each other productions and then we recorded podcast together and this is still on yeah, because, our because the one you were supposed to record yeah like out. i hated it i hated it and i was like no i'm not like and then christopher our friend was sitting in the room and he was like why don't you guys play back to back and record it and we did it and yeah and that's yeah. the that's the first, like if you go to our soundcloud like the first mix that's on there like the oldest one mm -hmm. that's actually that i think it's like, like six crazy. years yeah. ago <laughs> or like seven years ago we've done that damn and, yeah so yeah, it's, it's uh, safe to say you guys were both into, well, at least techno by the yeah. way. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, 
like I know, I know. Actually, I don't know how you got into it. I know that you know me and Yak spoke a bit, and he was more into metal and shit, and then yeah, yeah. eventually found his way in. Um, but let, let's start with you, Rockley. Like, oh um, yeah, like uh, in general, dance music. It's I, it has a quite uh, big big history somehow. Like because, and then like I was living in Georgia At that time. There was no access to this kind of music like it was not coming in and by the way this is georgia the country not state yeah, not the state for the americans yeah. here uh, <laughs> but go on yeah and um yeah, when i moved it. to germany like 2001 um like my friends were playing in the bar in cologne and they were running club night so you were living in cologne yeah okay I was studying there, so that's why I moved there. So then I started to go out and then uh, get the whole, whole history of the dance music in the last 15 years or Damn. 18 years or whatever, 17 years, yeah. And then when did you get to Berlin? Berlin was 2010. Okay. Well, it was basically then when we met. Yeah, like, All right, so we've both been here around the same amount of time. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, so then you guys kind of met up, just hanging out at the house. Since then, a lot's happened. You guys got labels together. You're touring all over together as DJs. Do you guys do live acts too? I can't yeah, remember. Actually, yeah, we yeah. did a couple now. Okay, a couple. And yeah. you got a party series. So yeah. you kind of just hit it off and it's working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, let me look up the few notes that I got here. Uh, but so oh, what... What all came first? I know that you guys just celebrated another anniversary of Stahl, which is your party. That's yeah, German but, for dust. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It but, used but to be called that. dust, or was it? Yeah, the first, okay, yeah. first edition was dust, and then, uh, yeah, then we had to change it because someone, was, someone left the team, yeah, left the team, or was left from the team or whatever, and, ah, okay. and was, yeah. So then... Adamant it, to... Yeah. to they, they were adamant about keeping the name, like, because they were involved in creating it, so sure. we were like, well... We'll just translate it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool though. And if you're in Germany, why not? Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but that was the the party series kind of spawned the label then because it's under the same name. Yeah, right? the the sub label, the, the stub sub label, exactly. Yeah. And then um, moments. That's, moments. That was that's how it initially started. Actually, like, yeah, okay. we started these parties. Uh, when was yeah, it? 2012 or something? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, we played the opening of this uh, that time amazing club. It existed six months or something. Raum, called Raum. It was in Neukölln, okay. the industrial area in Neukölln. By uh, now, it's, this building doesn't exist. Before they had like Raum 18, Raum 20. I don't even remember this spot. Yeah. It was, was it, like it was cool yeah, yeah, it was really really cool actually. It's like old office buildings basically. Or like, okay. or it could have been like a oh, textile heard, factory or something. It, but was it actually a club? Because I thought that was more of like a place where like quote unquote raves would happen or something. Yeah, I mean like it was that. a bit of a squat. I mean, it's, it, yeah, kind of a squat. It had thing. all the hallmarks of a squat, really. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, um, that's where it started. And then, I mean, we basically every every party we did there, the cops would show up yeah. repeatedly. And, okay, so it was definitely yeah. somewhat unofficial. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came about because of yeah. For, a friend of ours just got that spot, and we played there. So we got a we got a date to work uh, to, to do parties there, and awesome. just kept doing that. And that's what kind of kicked kicked us off, really. I mean, that kind of gave us a the boost. Yeah, yeah it gave us a platform, you know, to play and the kind of 
And that's he how actually Staub then started because uh, some guys from the Staub team now were coming to that parties and they liked the atmosphere. And uh, about Blank was trying to start something like during the day, like mm -hmm. daytime parties. So they asked us like, why don't we put everything together and start something new and that's how it started mm. and then the realm closed because it was kind of like half legal half mm -hmm. whatever well, apparently we kept waking up yeah. yeah we kept waking up the guests in the hotel yeah. next door as well all the time like every time <laughs> without fail because the the whole like it had like a full window front oh and wow the subs okay. would make those rattle like nobody would rattle all, yeah. all night basically yeah. yeah and so yeah i guess it's worth mentioning um because those from Berlin wouldn't know this, but basically, uh, Staub is. Would uh, would you refer to it as an after party? It's a daytime party mostly, right? I mean, it happens. It starts at night, but <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I don't know. There, there is a funny story. It's an after party, <laughs> yeah. really. Like, well, yeah. there was uh, there was some guys doing like um, um, after parties after Staub. So mm -hmm. that means like they were starting at night. And uh, we were joking, like, okay, now in Berlin, after party starts at night. So it's kind of like weird thing. <laughs> and I, like I was at Staub, then I went to this after party and after I went to Berghain. And uh, at the door, guys is asking like, where have you been, guys? And I was like, well, uh, <laughs> I was at Staub, then went to after party and now I'm coming here. So it's kind of like... The Everything is of like party yeah, has taken on a new meaning. Really, that's the, that's the truth. In Berlin, it kind of all blends together yeah. until Tuesday. You know? <laughs> I mean, you could still go to Golden Gate after uh, you know Berghain on Monday morning. Yeah, you know? I, yeah people, I haven't uh, in what? ages, but it still happens. You know, What's, what is it? Uh, nach der Party is for the party. Like after the party is before the party. So really, yeah. it, it makes no difference. <laughs> totally. But and then so you know you started this party series. Um, let's see. I want to go into the label stuff, but we'll get to that. Um, so with the parties, uh, the interesting thing about Staub is that it's kind of become a local's favorite. It's, uh, it's It can be pretty damn big. Like the anniversary just happened, and that was huge again. Yeah. Um, but you said that lately it's been always busy, so which is cool, or for the yeah. most part. Um, but, I mean, the, the crazy part about it is that it's an anonymous lineup. There's no yeah. lineup announced. And then when you show up, there's... It's written on the yeah. like on the pillar yeah. or something, yeah, yeah. but uh, which is kind of a crazy feat because a lot of clubs in town they put a lot of time, money, and drama into making these stacked lineups so they can hopefully fill the club. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing. Like, what do you think? Is it what? How do you get that to happen? You know what I mean? Where like people just turn up? Do they just have faith that the lineup's going to be good? Or? <clears throat> I think it it was a process. Like we started with some friends, a like few friends, and <laughs> like fifty guests, maybe hundred. And yeah. then, um, like funniest thing was that at the beginning, some of my like nerd music nerd friends always asking mm -hmm. like who's playing and who's playing. And one point, like after a couple of months, they. Stopped asking. They just like yeah. we're coming because it doesn't matter who's playing. Exactly. Like as long as as long as the quality is good and the atmosphere is good, they don't they don't like it's it's not like uh, some other regular parties where they're you have off days. Yeah, or, you know. I think the main thing is just trust. Like I, I think I think people started trusting in 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 the curation or whatever of it. Yeah, I mean. 
you know, you guys, I've been to, you know, a handful of them. I'm on the road usually, but there's always like uh, cool local people playing, like whether, yeah. whether it's friends or you have like the odd guest from out of town or yeah, like yeah, yeah. A, a badass that lives in town. Yeah. And so it's always kind of varied. Um, but the other part is, is like you said, it. I think the best way to describe it is that it has a very organic growth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I try to stress this to people all the time, especially on the show that are promoters or would be promoters. It's like, and I'm sure you guys have seen this on the road too, or even here in town, they try to go big right away. Like they think they're yeah. going to do a 500 yeah. person party yeah, and, and they, have a huge budget and then they eat they, ass. Yeah. And they do like two or three parties tops and it's not filling up to the extent that they wanted to and they give up. Yeah. Exactly. They, they throw in the towel and that's it. I mean, for us, it, it took months. It took months to yeah, even to get like after two years, it started level. to to really. But it was the main thing was that when the atmosphere is good, you yeah. you don't like the concept was anyway just to share the entrance fee with everyone. Yeah, doesn't matter if someone is like newcomer playing first time or someone's playing since 30 years totally they get yeah. the same fee because you, you say like okay guys no you're, one is coming because of you yeah your name is worth nothing yeah. right now like, and I, you I did it years ago and it yeah. at the same price you know yeah. Yeah. and uh, so I, I think DJs play with also with different attitude as well like because they know it's like completely radically different than anyone else is doing well there's somehow. no like huge expectation of them from like you know, from the crowd, either like in the same way that you would have a at some larger club or with a big lineup, totally. You know, and also, like everyone is to open win. to do whatever they want. Yeah, That's people, the, you know, people are coming to party and they're not like, uh, we're just waiting for insert big yeah, name to go yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and and like you said, your friends that were always asking with the lineup, or eventually they don't care. And yeah. I, I think you know, in a lot of big cities, I tell people like, dude. Maybe you need to be doing thirty people in a basement, like a house party. Yeah. Exactly. Like why why are you trying to book me and lose your ass or books whoever else? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. You're lucky to get seventy people. You gotta Not to mention that it's a big like learning experience if you actually go through that for a while. You know, totally. to actually to actually be able be able to hold up like the the atmosphere or the energy at a party with few guests as a DJ and as a promoter is actually quite challenging. You know, if the party is full it's really easy for everyone to have fun or you know, for everyone to feel like there's a lot of energy. Yeah, I agree. You yeah. Know? And I, the other part of it is is that when you're kind of building it up slowly like that, you get to know a lot of people. Exactly. And um, so it's kind of a community vibe. You know, like uh, yeah. I, I run into you guys all the time if I go out. And, um, well, it sounds bad like we're always going out. But, you know, too often. when it happens. And uh, but the bottom line is, is like you can – everybody's very approachable and it, you know, so like if, if your friend is having a house party or a birthday party or something, you want to go to it. And I really feel like club events could be the same way. Exactly. It's when you feel like you have to go out and you didn't want to go. That's when it's a problem. Yeah. But if, yeah. if they're genuinely your friends and it's a good time, you want to go out and support yeah. them, you yeah. know? So I don't know. I, I, I just think it's an awesome thing that you guys have been able to pull it off like that. Um, but that being said, like, so what do you look for? in DJs when you're trying to, you know, choose who to play at your party. That's basically getting even every time more difficult and difficult because they are like we have a lot of friends. Yeah. Like every one of us have a lot of friends and like um we kind of like I, I, I call it like playing Tetris. Yeah. To like mixing you have like a lot of lot of interesting artists and you try to match them together 
and this is getting difficult and difficult all the time because there are like a lot of them to choose. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of variables, you know, where, you know, you would like someone to play, you know, they've been on your list like for a lot of yeah, people totally. to play for a long time, but then they're not available. Then suddenly someone shows up in town, you know, that's from out of town. So you actually have to fit them in and that pushes other things around. If someone's coming like from Tokyo or Seoul or Chicago, Do a little bit or, of a priority. Yeah, to yeah, that, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Like the, the, the most close friends and the people who live Berlin, they are like, they have to wait longest. Heck, we'll we have to wait, yeah. we have to wait a long time at this point, even like, yeah. 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 But I mean, uh, so how, how long are the regular parties? Is it 12, 12 hours? 12 and hours. then the big ones are what, 22 or something like the that? The last time was 24 hours, like okay. mostly 22 hours. But and so you got two rooms, so. Or, but you only well actually well, we've got the two rooms inside yeah. yeah and we've got the tent outside like yeah. sometimes yeah. Or most Stamped of the time is more more like uh, more open concept like yeah. different stuff like last time there was tree pop live band mm-hmm. or like ambient sets mm-hmm. and uh, flute stuff yeah <laughs> some very experimental things and going then on with uh, but I mean. Even though it's a mostly anonymous lineup, do you still deal with a lot of politics when it comes to booking? Actually, or? well, not a no, whole lot, really. No, I really. barely I at mean, all. Like barring, we barring don't, a few exceptions, yeah, but, you yeah. know. Well, you know, politics in techno is like, I don't know, it's just like, sometimes it's funny thing like to look at it in like bigger yeah, perspective. And mm. like, it depends on the artist themselves. Like we we... We can offer whatever we can and mm. artists should decide if they want to do this or don't want to do this. So it's there. I mean, sometimes there's, sometimes there is management that seems to complain about it, even though an artist wants to do, wants to do it. Whatever. Yeah. But then, yeah. then you have artists that, you know, that, that go along with what, whatever their management says. And you have other ones that are just like, well, fuck that. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll go, I'll do it anyway. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, why would, no one's going to know anyways. Or it doesn't make any damn difference really. We try not to step on anyone's toes anyway. Yeah. We don't really. There's nothing else going at the same time. Exactly. Um, and then, so, Staub came from that, or the sub-label, as you'd say, and mm. that f- kind of follows in suit that it's, uh, they're anonymously produced. Yeah. yeah. Um, are, the, are they, like, various artists anonymously produced? Or is yeah, it's mostly, mostly various artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, um, um, when you know the name... Like recently, I, I, it was funny because I, yesterday I sent uh, uh, tracks to Kiodor because I was talking with her uh, mm-hmm. two days ago and she sent me a feedback and like the last sentence was like, oh, it's so nice that I don't know who produced that <laughs> because I can be really honest what I'm writing. Yeah. Like if she would know like, okay, one track is from me or f- mm. from someone else, then she would probably be more Take like, it easy. Yeah, yeah you know, and I think that's the great thing to that this name's not attached and people when they listen to it, they just listen to the music. Mm-hmm. At the same time, people that do release on it or that are, you know, that get featured on the label, yeah. um, if they, if they feel like they want to announce that they did a certain track, then they're, you know, of course they can, but, do but that. you're not trying to sell it with their name no. on it. So no, exactly. like it pumps your yeah. profile. No, but we're also not trying to like discredit, you know, like if of they course. want, if they want to credit themselves on it, like then by all means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and in moments, meanwhile, um, that is credited. You've had stuff like, yeah. Yeah. like you guys, blind observatory, yeah. things like that. Uh, what whiskey. else is going on? 
Uh, there was um, Voice Key, Stanislav Tolkachev released there, like Schloss uh, Mirabel, um, she's like doing like more experimental stuff. And um, we are doing now, end of the month, uh, Moments Party in France. Okay. In Nantes, yeah. um, So, like, because in Berlin, we, we tried to do a couple of times after this club closed, but mm-hmm. like... Um, it wasn't the same the same vibe yeah. really. Yeah. And now we and do like once or twice a year somewhere yeah. when mm-hmm. when we feel like the club is the right when it's the right moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Incidentally, yeah. 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 Well the concept of the moments was like uh actually why do you go out? Mm-hmm. Because you you want to have like some special moments that stays in your head. Totally. So it's just a simple concept and we invited like people we, we loved. And yeah. the music we, we like. Where we thought that they would yeah. bring something special to the to mm-hmm. the night. So that's that's that was the whole thing. And now we mm-hmm. have like two releases at the moment. Now third Staub. So it's uh when when we started we didn't along. even like exactly, we just like released yeah. couple of Yeah, we had we had a couple of tracks, then we finished the first record and we didn't even think about the next one. That was the, the second one was already an afterthought. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah. Now it's like 14 releases. Yeah. It's still like... Damn. Playing it by year. And you have started a label too. That's yeah. solely your label, right? Yeah. Mm. All right. And what's the full name of it again? Intergalactic Research Institute for Sound. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's I a have mouthful. To, I, have to, I have to like, okay, let me think about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and that's following more of like an experimental route, so to speak, yeah, or home listening, as you said. Yeah, it's more home listening. It's mm-hmm. a bit open concept. Um, but it can be like also like the study stuff release. This reissue is like actually, uh, actually it's like techno. techno without the kick drum. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can be I don't know like next release. I'm waiting from Air Liquid. They didn't release well, since yeah. I don't know twenty years. It's been a I long think. time, yeah. and it can be everything. I don't yeah. know. It can be uh, ambient. It can be um, broken beat. Whatever. Yeah. Let's see. And there's some amazing air liquid stuff. Yeah. Uh, I can't get into all of it just because it's uh, it's too like sometimes nineties campy for me. Yeah. But there's some where it's just like. Man, every time I hear it, it's uh, there's nothing like it. Uh, I, I'm thinking of one track off the top of my head. It's like 100 BPM. It's like this acid sort of vibe, but uh, and I can't remember the title. But it's on that their main album. And I play like every time I do like an all night eight hour yeah. set in the early part of the night, I have to play that. Shit. It's <laughs> super good. But um, up. yeah. Uh, so you guys got three of those labels. Um, but I mean, we haven't really discussed like musically like where you kind of saw yourself like what you're in for techno i mean granted you guys like a little bit of everything but i would refer to it as like a little bit more when i think of iy i think of it as a little bit more experimental or not as like straight loopy yeah uh, you know what i mean well not polished even though so I mean, even the whole well our whole approach to like making a new record is trying to do something different from the one before mm-hmm. each time. Like, even though there may may or may not be, like, a kind of, you know, connecting element or, like, mm-hmm. a general sound that we have. Um, yeah, I think each each record sort of has, like, a slightly different direction. Yeah. Like, some a bit more bleepy, others more atmospheric. And just That's trying true. not to repeat yeah. ourselves, basically, is really the core of it. 
Because if you have your own label, you you are able to do whatever you want. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think you have to use it somehow. Yeah, I agree. No one breathing yeah. down your neck. Yeah. Uh, can you do me a favor and just tip the microphone a little bit more downwards again? Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, I guess now that I think about it, that's true. There's a couple definite deep tracks, and you have uh, the one with the, the numbers. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, term terminal or termination? termination. Yeah, termination. that was kind of a, a Berlin hit for a little bit there. There's yeah, still people rinsing that. Yeah, yeah. it's still here popping up every yeah, now like, and again. That, that's the funny thing. Like when I listen to it now, like after I don't know two years now or one and a half, I can't even remember. And uh, it's funny that you can play it every time. You can play it like middle of your set. You can start your set with it. You can. Mm -hmm. Play at the end. You can you play. Can use it as a tool and layer it. And it's like we didn't think about it while we're yeah, doing it. It's like after people are like, "Oh, that's that's nice. You can use it every time." Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, it's it's um, kind of like a tool, you know. And the thing is, like, I have a tendency to overproduce things. Right? Mm. I, I don't know. Maybe it's an insecurity issue where I just got to fill it up with shit. Meanwhile, you have somebody like Trunkate, who it's you know, super simple and stripped down for like four and a half minutes and that's it. But it's like those kind of two tracks, you can just play whenever. And like, yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're like, fuck, I don't know what to play next. Yeah. You always end up going for that yeah. kind of shit or, yeah. just, you know, yeah. so, I mean, I mean, like, I think as we progressed in the beginning, I think we spent more time, actually we spent more time on tracks. I think as time went on, now we produce tracks rather quickly because uh, at some point we noticed that like with tracks that we didn't end up releasing, like the, if we felt like there was something tiny like off with it and we tried to like fix it or you know EQ it more or just add another element yeah. or replace it the more we, more of that we did the worse it got totally so now once we have like the initial thing down we just leave it at that then we listen back to it and if we if like, you like it later, you like it if we it like does, it then yeah. we release it like that yeah. if it has some rough edges screw it exactly but uh, if um, if we feel like we need to change anything then we just scrap the whole thing and start over yeah I mean I I sort of I'm the same way, or at least in the sense that if it's if I'm starting to get hung up on something, yeah. I'm like, I don't necessarily scrap it, but I put it away. Yeah. Or I'm like, you know what, time to start a new loop. Well, you can go back um, to it later, like six months later, yeah. when you're like when you hear it's completely fresh or whatever. I mean, every time your best tracks are always going to be the ones where it's like the idea kind of just happen right just, away. Yeah. I mean, it's sure, the most natural me, and organic. Like. And then the ones that you really had to force out, they never really quite work out. You <laughs> no. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, doesn't yeah, it mean they're like bad, a, but it just doesn't hit like the. Yeah, others. it just feels a bit rigid or yeah, premeditated or whatever. It just yeah, it doesn't have as much like soul to it, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I I kind of there's a period, especially when I moved to Berlin, I felt like man, I gotta make. I said every time I sat down to write something, I felt like oh, this one has to be the one. And then I realized, you know, not everything has to be great. Like I've started a lot of jams where I'm, I just end up I'll never touch them again. But once you Maybe you got to do two of them and then there's shit. But then that third one is really like, okay, I got yeah. something. You yeah, know? I think once you free yourself of that pressure, it helps a lot. Definitely. And I mean, you guys, actually, I want to I want to do a little bit of nerdy gear talk, but okay. I think we'll yeah. do that towards the end for the non-production <laughs> uh, nerds. But um, the the live set, however, you guys have done how many of those now? So we did we did one like unannounced, then like in kind of in preparation for the first I think one. Four. Yeah, I think it's four, four. total now. Okay. Yeah. Is that something you see yourselves expanding on or is that just uh I'd like to, yeah. I, I it's challenging and interesting. Yeah, I think uh, the the problem is that I don't know, like 
Uh, it's really challenging. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. It's not yeah. as intuitive yeah. as as playing records for us. It's yeah. like we don't have to prepare for for DJs that really. I mean, I'm I'm playing yeah. ten years as a DJ, mm. so it's like uh, feeling yourself like like in you yeah. feel comfortable. Yeah. As long as the mm-hmm. equipment is working properly. Yeah, like well, you, that's the half the battle, though, because the equipment's yeah. never working properly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's always a big like, problem nowadays. Yeah, but but that's that's another problem. I mean, like we also played some gigs where, like, in very good clubs, where you cannot even imagine that mixer cannot be like. Like, there was there was sets uh, if in very good clubs that like. Okay, something's wrong with the mixer. Yeah, like but the then you guys. think like maybe if I say that every yeah. side. But, <laughs> but, 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 but you played some piggy club somewhere and the sound system is incredible. Drinks. No, but go on, I'm yeah. sorry. And then 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 you uh, first of all I think like okay, maybe this track is too industrial and it sounds like that. And the and, uh, and these speakers yeah. or what the sound system yeah. blows like. Well, and, I mean, but that's the thing though, you play on some of these big rigs and you're like, Holy shit, this record is really hits. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. You know, like but I, it takes it takes me a while to realize that actually, like, no, this mixer is is dying. Or yeah. well, there's and you that need to too, have it yeah. swapped out. Yeah, but, you you don't know at the beginning, but yeah. like after half half hour, it doesn't matter how how fucked up mixer is. Yeah. Like you you get used to it. It can be <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can play like yeah. without any mistake. Or you know Just, what faders now working. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like one time I did a live set at Trezor, and everything technically on their side was set up perfectly for me. But I had this old, uh, you know, MFB, the German synth company. Yeah, the I had an old synth too. Oh. And uh, like I plugged it in and at home, everything around the studio was great. And then when I got there, I don't know what it is with the power, but it's like started um, like something was a jive and it started playing notes on its own type. <laughs> and it, it was nothing. It's just how this like because it's a shitty synthesizer. It's a cheap piece of crap. But something about the power voltage coming in, just I don't know how it would happen. It just, I was like, well, it's just going to be turned off and look cool <laughs> for this one because it was so random. But like, I took, I, it in I took that same piece of gear to other gigs and it worked flawlessly. You just, you never know what's going to happen, yeah. you know? Yeah, but that's why you have to have redundancies. You have to be prepared for, exactly. for all kinds of fucker uppers. Same for DJing, even. I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, I, even when I did my live sets, I said, listen, either A, you need an aux cable for me for my phone, or I need a CJ because in case, yeah. all my stuff is going to be good to go. But yeah. in the event shit happens, then you don't want you have everybody yeah, scratching yeah. your head still, for five minutes yeah. while I reboot, you know? Yeah, in worst case, you still have a couple records or your USB sticks with you. Just yeah. so if, if all else fails, at least you can fill your slot by playing in like a short DJ set. Yeah. Well, once there was like, I could not play vinyls because. Uh, Turntables were not working properly, and then the CDJ started to jump. Like I never saw that before. Like, well, because the bass shakes that jog wheel, yeah. and I was like, well, yeah, "It's yeah, true, though." Yeah, yeah I know it's, it's ridiculous. And yeah. then you, then you have to improvise. Like, okay, how should I continue you before they bring like mode, second like. CDJ or like <coughs> they change it? Like, I had to improvise with. Uh, Turntable playing like really not not loud. That bass is not it. So it was. But it's always something new, you know. You have to be creative. <laughs> Keeps totally. you on your toes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, that's a good segue, but <laughs> I realized you guys' glasses are empty. Yeah. So I was just going to say, let me let yeah. me go top us off. Grab the bottles. And yeah. I'll keep this show going here. <laughs> um, but that being said, you guys have been on the road a lot lately. I think we could tell some uh, stories and shit. But uh, 
Someone was recently tweeting uh, on the internet that, that they hate it when DJs refer to... There we go. <laughs> when they refer to uh, things as events. Um, but they are. And it's true in a way. And like, here's the way I look at it. And I've been noticing this a lot on the road. That's a nice pour. I'll take yeah, a little I as well. Went a little overboard there. Um, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, cheers. 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 So one thing I notice a lot lately being on the road is like um, when I was growing up, you know, like we'd go to raves and shit like that, which were, in all fairness, we, we, we talked about it as the good old days and real parties and actually they were a lot of fun, but it's like production wise, everything's way better now. Musically, uh, the, the lineups are a lot, well, yeah. yeah, but the lineups are more stacked. So technically yeah. you should be having a better experience, you know, all you these kind so. of factors. And the fact that you can travel all over for relatively cheap to go to whatever now. Um, but, you know, stuff that isn't in clubs, they are like events, like big parties. You can go to these things where it's like maybe a thousand people, maybe it's 3,000, you don't know. But there's like the building has no vibe. It's just a big sound system set up. And then there's like security staring down your throats. And it's like, well, it's not really a party. You, you know what I mean? You're yeah. charging people to take a piss. How is that a party? You know, <laughs> like, to wait yeah. in line. You're charging yeah. people to wait in line at the bar. Yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that as of late? Like events versus parties versus raves or whatever? I mean, we love the, we love the warehouse kind of improvised stuff. I, it's yeah. great playing a huge, like, well-produced venue and all that. It's fantastic. It's, it's, you know, it's obviously a nice feeling like standing on those kind of stages, but... It, there's something to be said for being in some dingy ass club where the sound system is kind of hit or miss. Yeah, you know, you know, but but the crowd's right in front of you. Maybe some girl sits down on the CDJ accidentally and like stops the music in the middle of the gig. I don't. It just it creates memories. Yeah, yeah totally. and it makes it all feel more real and like more connected with the crowd. And I think it's the same way the other other way around. Yeah, so there's well, like I, the intimacy and also the the not the wasteness, but it's a very loose party, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have like um, I like parties where I would go by myself as mm-hmm. as a guest, like where I would dance a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not like big events because I won't have much fun there. Yeah, nice uh, see, it's, it's nice to see. It's nice to play, probably be, because the stage maybe is really nice and uh, the production and the uh, lighting and all this stuff. But um, I think I have more fun in. Uh, it doesn't matter how big it is. Like it mm-hmm. depends if I would go by myself there. I think that's the same with the, with our events. Like every time you you have to make always small decisions. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, like sometimes, like in a way of commercial thinking, maybe uh, other decision is better. But always, I was thinking like, okay, what I would prefer as a guest of this party, mm-hmm. and then you kind of attract the people how you are. Like yeah. if you are as a uh, party promoter, you mean exactly. Yeah. So it's just, I, I think. That's that's a good good attitude to yeah totally yeah you know I think it all whether you want to be a good DJ good party promoter whatever you got to go on past experience mm-hmm. you oh, know yeah. what I mean uh, I mean that's I think when you when you start talking about the best venues that are commonly regarded 
as such. Mm. It always comes from people who have a rich history of yeah. going well, to parties. To have, you have or, to have context, otherwise yeah. you can't really make that kind exactly, of exactly. You, know? you can't really make that kind of uh, distinction. That I mean, the the question has come up. I just ask it a lot on the show because not only is it an interesting question, but I'm pretty shit with planning out. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, what makes a good party for you? And uh, a lot of the times people can rattle off five different things, which are really just uh, th- there's the obvious ones, light, sound, whatever. But like all those things have to be really locked yeah, but in. That's what people always think are like the the only things that matter. But at the end of the day, there's actually tons. I mean, there's like hundreds of little Decisions, little choices that you make. You don't know about this when you start promoting, but you find this out after you know after a while, and it's it's little things like you know like who's who's manning the the cash register at the door, who's actually on the door, um, how does uh, how does security deal with like I don't know the bar, how how well is the bar laid out, what what does the bar offer? There's you know how many people are on the guest list or. Is the, all you know, kinds of I things. Mean, all kinds of things. They all they're all tiny little factors that end up adding up to the to the whole experience. Definitely. I mean, you know, just like uh, I played one party. Ah, oh, was chair. Uh, I played yes, one one party a couple ye- couple three weeks ago, something like that. Mm. And uh, it was one of those where it's on a big stage, and then you got the security guards that kind of come up, they walk behind me. They go out and then they go out in front of the the DJ booth thing and then they're just kind of like arms crossed, eagle eyeing, looking at the crowd, like seeing who's yeah. fucking up. Like they take out. And they got the big security shirts and jackets on and like, I'm like oh, this just kills this the vibe, man. Well, this is not your stage. Yeah. But like, it's if if you want to have a good party vibe, you don't want people to feel like they're being policed. Yeah, you of know course, what I mean. Yeah. And but this happens again all the time with clubs, and I get it because like some clubs are under a lot of fire from the city that it like has to be visible. Yeah. But then at that point, you're already making these like concessions. You, how good of an environment can it be? You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and security is just one aspect, like you said. Like, are the bartenders quick? Are they assholes? Are they, you know what I mean? Are they like, nice? Are they interesting? I don't know. The, like the everything is. The funny thing with the security is like I think those places where the security is super present, you don't necessarily people don't necessarily feel much safer or, or yeah more more comfortable. At, like I mean, we actually had like an incident. Like I remember an incident like a couple of weeks ago with a uh, with like a girl like feeling harassed by someone on the dance floor, and uh, I know I like, someone felt her up or groped yeah. her. You mean okay? Yeah, and I I mean I yeah it helped out with uh, having security take care of the, take care of the issue and like like. Like, and the security in this place was not not visible at all, but yeah, got taken care of really swiftly. And I feel that kind of that kind of thing is infinitely more more important to like contributing to people feeling like they're in a safe space, oh, rather than having someone tower over you. Yeah, I mean that's that's also one of the things that about Blank has built a nice little reputation for. Yeah. You know, they do like Room for Resistance, which is a very, uh, yeah, mainly party. like queer party, but yeah, leaning yeah. towards females and creating a safe space yeah. and a lot of causes like that. And, yeah, I think uh, it's uh, just uh, just the club itself um, shows that like political statement that it's like diversity is the biggest thing they want to represent. And mm-hmm. like... I remember once we played in one of Berlin clubs, and then uh, in Facebook event of the the that party, someone was writing some like uh, in Italian, 
like something shit. like something like uh, walls were shaking and thank you guys for this amazing stuff and like you see the the small um picture of the guy and it was kind of some kind of symbol i was like this is something weird so i went to his page and he was like neo nazi from italy <laughs> really and, yeah <laughs> And then, then you have like weird feeling about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> someone was having fun of his life, maybe danced in front of you, and uh, well, I guess a, it was a safe space for him too. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you know, like then, then I'm happy to to be in clubs like about blank because these kind of guys just like don't go there. Yeah, because they feel like from the beginning on they when when they see they the building fit, or they they don't, they, they don't feel they don't belong in, in there mm. so they won't get uh they won't get in and all that shit mm-hmm. so that's why i mean these kind of things are important for me yeah i, I don't want to i don't like i was thinking about like if if there are no not enough uh, que- uh, questions. I, I could, I could tell the funniest oh, story oh, we had. Anecdote in Eastern Germany. Dude, dude, <laughs> I, mean, I got time to kill. So, I ain't going nowhere. So, this one, oh my god, that was I think. Um, was it two years ago? Uh, yeah, I think two Something years like ago. Like we we don't say the city and we don't sure, say yeah, the promoter and stuff like. No, because they were we lovely. Got, yeah, yeah, they were lovely <laughs> and everything was fine. Besides, uh, the guys. The Even promoter. this guy was funny, to be honest. Like. Yeah. <laughs> He's telling us, like, hey, guys, my friend will pick you up from Berlin. And it's, like, one and a half hours to drive from here. So we just met up at my place. This girl who's driving us, calling me, okay, I'm downstairs. We go downstairs. And there is another guy with her. And he looked pretty weird. <laughs> And I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. I was like, yeah, he looks weird, but like, you know, you never know. So like, like shady weird or just, uh, well, just weird, just, just weird skin with his skin heady, <laughs> okay. but like, okay. you don't want to, like, you don't want to generalize, yeah. you don't want to, yeah. you know, judge a book by the cover. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we are sitting in a car, like after 45 minutes or something, balls. we are on the highway and this guy is telling you like, "Oh, I'm a Nazi." <laughs> like, Holy shit. <laughs> like just out, like just directly out with it. Like not even. Like, <laughs> you are you are like you know. My name is Iraq. His name is Jakob. Like uh, he's German, but like still our names definitely not like uh, yeah. German Arya uh, concept. <laughs> you guys you know? aren't Aryans, are they? No. <laughs> and uh, we're sitting there like what. What the fuck? Like, I like, thought he was, was joking at first. Like, I, I lived it. Well, he was... started to make, like, uh, I live up. in Neukölln, so he started to make jokes, like, about Neukölln and stuff. Like, it was funny jokes, and I was like, oh, it's okay, maybe not that politically that a little correct, blue, but, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's okay. But the highway, when he's saying, like, I'm a Nazi, <laughs> and, like, we're sitting there, like... So, so can we turn this car around? What, like, <laughs> what the fuck? No, like, and you don't know. Like, you you arrive there, maybe it's like a party with the Nazis. <laughs> so, well, at the end, was fine. He was only one Nazi there. <laughs> so, and and uh, like when we arrived, basically the funniest thing was like the promoter was the was with five friends. Mm-hmm. They were all sitting in the backstage. We played just for the promoter. <laughs> he paid like, this a is lot the of money. village ever. Yeah. And 
I mean, we played amazing set because like, <laughs> I was like, okay, if this guy makes that much money, <laughs> we, we have better to, play it. We, we better like keep no, I mean, also his, literally playing yeah. for yourself. So. And he was nice. <laughs> Then after a while, I was sitting with this Nazi and I wanted to find out his philosophy because I never met Nazi that directly to someone who's like telling questions you, that you always wanted to ask yeah, yeah Nazi, sort of. I, I <laughs> exactly. asked some questions and the funny thing was um, he's asking me like what I'm doing for a living is it just DJing or I was like yeah well I'm I'm, I'm a designer and I uh, and like I live here since many years and I was asking like what are you doing for a living and he was like nothing I'm getting like unemployment uh, unemployment <laughs> money and I was like dude Listen, I'm paying taxes since 15 years that you get your employment money. <laughs> and But I, saw, I, I taught him like in a funny way. He started to laugh and he was like, okay, you are a cool guy. You can stay here. It's like, yeah, but you, yeah. It's like, yeah, but you're different. You know, the, yeah. the typical answer. But yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was a, an eye-opening experience. It was interesting for sure. So I, I had a talk with him like maybe two hours or something in the backstage. So it was really interesting. Let's say so. And uh, what was your weirdest experience? <laughs> oh, man, I got a, quite a few. And I'm trying to think Don't of something. I think after like this drink right here, I'll be able to like hone in on something exactly. Okay. I, but I, I just know there's a lot of times I've been kind of in a situation where it's like you got someone who is obviously full of shit or like tooting their own <laughs> horn or the, like, you know – uh like overkill on the misogyny or something but you're also like you know what i'm pretty much locked to this person for the next few hours at yeah. least if not until but, the morning yeah, so you yeah. just kind of have to deal with it and you you minimize your time with people but you know because there's sometimes you, sh you 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 show up with promoters and they don't even necessarily have to be bad people but you're just like we do not click at yeah, all, yeah you yeah. know yeah and then there's times where you know you have you build new friends but i remember one time i, I played at a, a thing in was it germany some germany or vienna and this girl that I was a uh, working in another party that because i play all over she's like oh yeah why'd you show up with that dude i'm like what's the deal and like apparently it was yeah. like total sleazeball and i'm <laughs> like well this sucks because this guy's the basically my host my driver yeah. and everything yeah. And it, yeah. i gotta hang out with this guy but it, What do you do in this situation? Yeah. It's yeah. it's tough. Yeah. And you want to be like, well, you want to feel like you can call the shots on this and be like, oh, I want somebody else. But you just, you got to deal with this person. Yeah. You know? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Craziness. Yeah. But the Nazi experience was really like, yeah, that okay, was, you, that was you think like in, in the car, like, should we stop now? And like, <laughs> like what do you want to do? Looking at, at each other. Yeah, exactly. We're like looking way. at each other. Should like, we tell him to turn around? Like, It's like, no, maybe he'll beat he, the shit out of us. Like, or yeah, maybe he'll just drop your ass. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. But like, like okay, of, of course, we were like, okay, when we arrive and there, there are like a lot of Nazis there. We just like, we just tell the guy, thank you for inviting <laughs> us. But like, we, we're Where's going now. But like, <laughs> then apparently he was like only Nazi in the village or something. Yeah, the rest, <laughs> the rest were like super left wing and everything. It was really like really random. Man, and it, that was in the Czech Republic, or no? Was, this is no. no it was in like Germany. Like, Germany. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that, that, explains, <laughs> that explains everything. Ironically, my mom, like telling my mom that we were playing in that area, she was like, "Yeah, be careful with the Nazis." And I was like, "Come on, like you know, don't be like that." And yeah, lo and behold, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, really, um, you know, especially coming from the states, everything gets 
blown out of proportion. Like yeah. Italians, it's only about pasta, which that's let's let's agree that's pretty much mostly true. But like you know, they still <laughs> really associate. Like as soon as you talk about Germany, the Nazi jokes come out or something like oh, that. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, and granted, Berlin, you're not. There's not like a bunch of Nazis openly running around, but it's like a lot of them have retreated back into like weird yeah. fucking communes in the forest and shit. And apparently, like I forget what show I was watching, but they were saying like this was they went to one of the biggest little uh, Nazi camps or whatever, mm-hmm. and there was like not even twenty people living there. You know what I mean? But I th- mm-hmm. but then again, you have to think about it. It's the mentality. It's not the fact that they're marching around with a patch on their shoulder yeah, or yeah, something. Of so of course, I don't know. Crazy stuff. But uh, let's get back to the the DJ and thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, so is After there that a little intermission? Do you need to take a whiz no, or anything? No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, musically, you know, I always try to ask people. Like, I I hate asking like, oh, what's your favorite producer or something right now? Because you can't name that p- people off the top of your head. It's just uh, not hard or it's not easy. So, like, is there kind of a a thing that's uh, inspiring you at the moment musically for techno? Not a whole lot. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, well, like, that's worth the discussion, though, alone, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's difficult because um, I have a feeling that everything goes so fast right now mm-hmm. that even, like, people are forgetting something which was released three months ago and they think it's like two, two, three it was, like, ago, three years ago. Totally, so I think that that makes everything like the the perspective of seeing things make like mm-hmm. completely different because like right now after two weeks people don't buy new records because it's kind of like it's old. old hat yeah yeah like Which the shelf life crazy. of music is even shorter now than it was before like this, this has been like an an evolving problem and it feels like it's getting more and it's more getting amplified worse. yeah. And that's why it's difficult to say. I mean, I was impressed with some stuff, but like, I don't know. I mean, um, I I cannot say it now because it's it's like sometimes when I when I buy like uh, twenty records a month, mm-hmm. I say like, oh, I could not find that much good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's fucking twenty records. Yeah. You can play like completely new set with it. I mean, I've been struggling but, to download new promos lately just because, uh, frankly. <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, so when it comes to records, though, you know, you've been DJing for a while. When you're buying 20 records, I'll bet most of my money that those aren't all like the peak time headliner jams. There's a lot of just cool stuff. Yeah. And you can't really play that out. No, that's true. That's true. I right? mean, I got a lot of records sitting over there. And yeah, there's stuff I can drop at peak time, but most of what I'm buying is not like beat and no, techno, exactly. you know? Yeah. Um, and so uh, I I think I need to start bringing the record bag out again because I was having to talk with distributors and everything and they're like, dude, no one is... It's it's ridiculous that people yeah, are having valid. record labels and not bringing their record bags. And I'm like, I can get behind that. Right. But yeah. the reason I stopped bringing the bag is because all the records I buy are... I would call them podcast records. Like, they're great yeah. for a podcast, no, you know? So, like, I'll be at the party and I start flipping through records five yeah. times over and I'm like, I can't play a single one of these. They're all, like, 10 BPM too slow. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. But, I mean, uh, when I when I think of, like, are you, are you guys leaning towards, like, maybe a little bit heavier and harder like everyone else? Or are you going the opposite direction? Or uh, We cannot say that. I mean, um, there was interesting... Think that uh, when I ask some people to send, like, I had some some producers and artists in my head when when 
I was putting the Stop uh, EP, the third one, and everyone who's, who sent me stuff, like, been like way too hard it's stuff. Like and I was like, bagging. And I was like, uh, well, it's nice, but like, it's, I, nice. it's uh, kind of like I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, some other label. It's yeah. it's not us. Like there should be. It doesn't uh, for me. Like sometimes I cannot even say uh, about something if it's hard or not, mm-hmm. because it's not about being hard or soft or whatever. It's about intensity of the yeah. music itself. So I mean, Stanislav track uh, this blue mood is. Is so intense. It's not mm-hmm. hard. It's there is no uh, there is like no kick. There's a tension to it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I like. I would say this is harder than many many hard yeah, techno records. So it's I don't know. It's it's difficult to say. But I think when um, I maybe it's it's maybe it's a not good thing. But like if I see something like everyone goes toward one thing, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of tend to to pivot as well, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially like when I did my album on drum code, my whole idea was like I'm gonna have these larger than life kick drums and then like some little dynamic whatever snares to to top it off, and that's what a lot of the peak time techno is right now is the slam and kick drum stuff, and I dig that, but I'm I I don't want to be like one of those hipster dudes yeah. that's like I did it first sort of thing because I didn't do it <laughs> no. first, but like. I'm just like, this is great, but this is only a kick drum. There's no, like, groove to it, which is hard with stompy shit, but also the top lines are I mean, we, crazy. We did, like, the big kick drums as well, like, like the dynamic reflection one, like, pretty, pretty big ones. And, um, yeah, but but I, I think it's... But I think, think since then we actually kind of rolled yeah. it back a bit. Like, they actually got, like, shorter again, like, less boomy and... Uh, mm-hmm. A bit more rolling or something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. That's what I've been aiming for. And it's like, honestly, this, the, the new tracks I've been working on that are, are going to be coming out this year, they're not sonically as great as my other productions but that was a conscious effort you know like for example uh i did a track for devious ones fabric mix mm-hmm. and i know how zach plays you know yeah, yeah. and basically it's like much more rolling he does some stompy shit but for the most part it's just clipping along yeah, at like, like 136 so i was like, around, like i'm not gonna give him like some drum code stomper it's gonna yeah. be and and this thing was like deliberately like okay the kick isn't so intense it's more mm-hmm. kind of just uh leaving space for yeah. It. Yeah, it's yeah, just like a metronome know, exactly uh but i i noticed things are getting really busy and actually i don't mind the like shit being hard i mean for me Not i'm more like like old school like steve stole that kind of hard because it's yeah. still got like a fuck yeah, yeah. party vibe to it or like even like perk gym. these days or yeah, whatever yeah. Um, rather than just like the total dark rip your head off cocaine I mean, I, vibe, I can't I used do to that. Play that. I used to play that like two, like a year or two yeah. ago. I remember, like I, I was playing this kind of stuff up and down to the point of you getting a bit annoyed with it. Um, well, I I don't know. But I've actually kind of gone away from it again. As long as it it has certain groove, exactly. Yeah. For example, there like uh, there is one uh, remix from Sleep Archive on. Uh, um, I don't know if it's from A and D sleep archive remix or something like that. It's so fucking hard. It's mm-hmm. it has so much distortion, but it's it has certain groove. You can play in like really soft techno set, mm-hmm. and maybe it will sound a bit harder than anything else. But I think it depends the context you are yeah, using totally stuff. Like. I remember like s- same tracks played in different different 
sets. Like one mm. can put it in a way that it's like something like more hypnotic and easy and chilled, mm. and the other depends on the context where you play and the the 100%. BPM. Then it can slam everything. Like yeah. so, I don't know. I I, I cannot say something uh, something about this. Like okay, when people say like, oh, this is deep techno. So I don't know what they mean with the deep techno. What language are like, you speaking? What, 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 <laughs> I guess I think something that is not so like you don't have like chord stabby like uh, not like these peak time things where it's very obvious like you're going Maybe for the like festival when, effect yeah, more yeah. like a little bit more intimate like in your head hypnotic yeah. Yeah. like prologue yeah, like head fuck head fuck prologue shit. yeah yeah you know and, and but like but, you know I, I don't know like prologue had uh, their concept. And mm-hmm. it called the, the the label called Prologue. It was like beginning, so yeah. Yeah. it was actually beginning of the party. It was mm-hmm. not like yeah. the peak time. Peak time, but a lot of people started to think yeah. that it would be. You yeah. know, I mean, um, you can play some Prologue stuff in peak time, but sure, it's of kind of like um, how you how you, how you package it. it. Yeah, you know. And uh, I don't know. That's that's why these these um, boxes. It's always difficult for me. Like, if someone is asking asking you, like, "Oh, can you play like dub techno set?" Like, I'm just like, "Well, if uh, I feel like it when I get there, then maybe." Yeah, you know what it's gonna be like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I would play like two hours Maurizio stuff, I would get bored by myself. Yeah, I'd fall asleep. By yeah. The text. yeah. You know, I mean, no, no, not not throwing shade at that, but like, no, you know, I, yeah, I can't play they two are amazing hours of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Exactly yeah. the thing. Like, so that's the. But I mean, I guess I notice right now, um, it reminds me a lot of 2003, meaning that like at this point, there was people were just like shitting out any record they could. And it was all sort of like trying to get in that peak time spot. Uh, things were starting to get a little cheesy again and uh, faster, which it is now. And then immediately overnight, the bubble popped and it went to minimal and all those variations. And I, I don't know, man, like I really, I don't know if it's going to be minimal again, but I feel like it's right on the cusp of snapping back to something yeah. again. I feel know? like something of course, needs to happen. It's always like, like there is a circles. Like it's sad, but like sometimes I have a feeling like techno is going like a fashion industry. That is a bit. It's totally fashion. Yeah. And it's, it's actually sad to, to say it, but like, if you don't do anything like three months or five months, that people will forget you right away. Yep. Yeah, man. And that's that's sad part because there are like amazing artists out there. Your best bet right now is actually yeah. just make an inflammatory Facebook post. Like if you don't have any music coming out, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that always works. <laughs> if you want to, we're uh, still working on that one. Get some, yeah. But- <laughs> We'll go into that. The, the, the thing is, though, is like... Uh, Maybe this will be it. Yeah. There used to be... It could be. This might be the end. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of times where uh, people are... I have lost my train of thought for a minute. Yeah. Uh, there's your train wreck of thought. Yeah. Uh, you guys are drinking too slow. Yeah. What, well, yeah, no, shit. but we got whiskey. You're drinking wine No, here. no, he's on the whiskey, too. I'm oh, you're on it now? Yeah, okay. yeah. What were we talking about? Fuck if I know, man. <laughs> Well, Here we go. It's the beginning. Uh, oh yeah. So anyway, no, that wasn't it. Son of a bitch. Well, we talked about. Uh, oh, what guy. was that? Careful uh, with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go easy. 
<laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about uh, techno kind of being a... It, it is like a fashion industry thing now. It's kind of like H&M. People just turn shit out, and then it's like within a month, it's no longer fashionable. And it used to be uh, you could have a decent little record under your belt, and you're like, this is going to come out, and as long as it pumps a little bit, I'll be okay for four or five yeah. months. I'll get some bookings. <laughs> now you can have a hit on your hands, and it doesn't guarantee anything. And not only does... Let's, let's say that you guys put out a hit this week. You might be good through like Two June, July, if you're lucky. But then you need to have something else to follow up with. And that's a thing like a lot of people that uh, I get emails from, whether it's demos or whatever I talk to at parties. I'm, of course, like the goal is if, if you don't have any records to get even one record out the door would be epic, right? Mm. But I tell them, like, listen, man, if you really want to have a go at this, you got to have more than one record ready, you know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and relatively quick. There's a couple of people on my label where I had a light a fire under their ass this week. I'm like, dude, you're going to lose the steam from the previous stuff you did. You got a good thing going. It's time to yeah, make it happen. Role. Because, yeah, here's the deal. We, we are living in a period where it's not as necessary to have productions out anymore. But then that means you got to be damn good at DJing and you got to be on top of it. Like always... And on top of your Breaking marketing about game. buying vinyl or whatever, and yeah, yeah, all yeah. that shit, you know? Well, what I think about that whole thing is, uh, like, because it's like that, I, I don't feel like we have to make a new record. You know? Like, like I don't feel like there's this much like, to contribute at this point. I, I rather, like, Unless, release one thing in a year mm-hmm. <coughs> where I feel like, okay, this is the right thing, but, like, I don't want to... Play that game. What? Oh yeah, you I know. Mean, and I mean, it's not it, it's not easy to 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 do it because, yeah. of course, techno got like a pop industry, like, and that's that's normal rules of like pop pop industry. I was I was. I mean, if like you watch like yeah. uh, the documentaries of like Prince or Michael Jackson and stuff like that, like who are those guys? I don't know. <laughs> The George Michael once he he um, he didn't want to make a promo for his album, and there was a big uh, drama in the pop business. Yeah, because how can he how can say you how can yeah? Promo, yeah. And because um, I'm fucking George Michael, bitch. And he was like how. he was like, dude, I do music. I don't give a fuck. You yeah. are the label. You do whatever you want. Yeah. And but it was the biggest drama. And when you see that what was going on in pop music, it's it's going on now in the techno. Yeah, so, yeah, totally. And I'm saying like, okay, I maybe I'm too old school. I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to play that game because in that case, like you have to go with some PR agencies and press yeah. or whatever. And I don't know. As of course. I don't blame anyone doing whatever they want to yeah, do, yeah. but like, I feel like by myself, like, uh, as long as I can, uh, as long as I can release some some music on the label mm-hmm. and get and, by, pay my bills. Uh, yeah, and yeah. pay my bills. I'm fine. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just too, way too too artist in not my head. Not at all. I mean, yeah. I I should clarify. Um, I'm not saying that I subscribe to the idea that you should just get some shit out and no, deal with course, it. Like, no, no, not no. only do you have to, I feel, do you have to keep, and this is if you want to sustain yourself as a DJ 
and not have a day job and everything. Like yeah. you yeah. got to pump out records and they got to be good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like really just hammering it because if you don't right now, there's a lot of hungry kids that will do it. You know what I mean? Mm. And, uh, I mean, I, I love the idea of like putting out one killer record a year. Like I remember, remember when Intervisions first came out, they did like four records a year. You get like the one arm record a year. You get the one, I don't know, Dixon or whoever was on yeah. the label yeah. at that point. And, Granted, those were all hits back then, so yeah. you could tour off of one record a year. But I, I really feel like even for a lot of these big guys, like you can't just do can't rest one or track or anymore. Like, yeah. I mean, like even you got somebody like Len Facky, he would do a track every year or two, and it was enough. Now he's pumping out remix records yeah. a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. he enjoys doing it also, but you got to keep moving, you know? Ooh. Yeah, it's like uh, I think our society is like that. Like everything changes so fast. Mm-hmm. That you have to the attention span is getting yeah. shorter as well. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's it's like too short. You yeah, know? it's too short. It's like collective yeah. ADHD. I, I hope mean, I I hope like uh, I was talking with my friend and uh, she has a kid. He he is fourteen or something, and mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about Facebook and stuff like social media. And I think like the new generation don't use Facebook at all. Yeah, and that's a funny thing. Like yeah, they 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 have like other stuff. Well, they use like WhatsApp and the phone and stuff. You know? Well, yeah, Facebook you may like, have to read something. So yeah. it's, it, on Instagram, you just you just look at Fire stuff. Or, or, yeah, it's, yeah. it's even YouTube. more snackable content. Yeah, yeah. Or YouTube. Yeah. I mean, so they they watch some YouTubers. Yeah. Well, like, that's so. the thing. I mean, like you know, SoundCloud is a big platform, but I think that's big for producers only. Yeah. Um, it used, to be, it used to be more listeners, I think, but I think now it's just everybody's a bit on of like YouTube. An echo chamber, at yeah. least, yeah, at least, uh, let's say for the sake of techno, Spotify is not big for techno. No, um, that's more for what I would call is it like Everything real else. music. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, I mean, like SoundCloud, you still got DJ sets that on there and whatnot. But yeah. a lot of people, like if they're going to check out the new "I Hate Models" track or whatever, that's like really to, hitting right now. Yeah. They, they're going to go to YouTube. I mean, that's where everybody rips their samples off from and shit, yeah. and like. <laughs> To me, it's bizarre. Like, I still download podcasts or tracks. I don't. Well, st- I buy music. I, well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I rather buy something than get a promo and download it because when I download something, maybe like, oh, that's nice. I download. I make. A, I I write a feedback, but like after a while, it's like something like it doesn't have that much value. When yeah, I yeah, buy totally. something. I exactly know. I really yeah, yeah. want that. I really want that. It's not like I maybe want that. I really want that. So mm-hmm. if I really want that, I will play that. Yeah. So that's a uh, difference. Also, you know, you paid for it. You better get some use out of it. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, otherwise it's like buying a jacket and not wearing it. I've, I've done that where it's like I will buy things to force myself into getting into it. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, because then I'm like, how oh, I wasted the money. I got to do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I agree with records, and honestly, for a while, I try to approach promos that way, where I'd be like, "This is dope," but then I'm like, hey, "Hang on, would I pay ten bucks to have this so I could play it?" And you know, it helped me filter out things a little bit. But the reality is, I'm such a hoarder that <laughs> I would just take the promo anyway. And like, I can download sixty tracks, throw them in a record box or whatever I'm using, and then I realize like I want to play five of these. I like the other whatever that I downloaded. Yeah, but, but it yeah. just isn't fit. I can relate. I'm I can relate to that. Yeah. Well, recently I had a, a one one guy. He was he's studying whatever 
social science, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he made an interview with me because he's doing like um, studies about uh, digital, like what the digital world made like with the music industry. And it was a funny thing because he asked me some questions which made me realize like, okay, I knew that stuff, mm-hmm. but like... Then if someone never verbalized asking, it. yeah, you never verbalized it, and um, I realized that through this digital or digitalization, of, yeah, um, they've been oh, like the sweaters coming off, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been some, some, good thing, some some good things happen, but also some bad things happen. For example, uh, before if you were producer or musician. You had to find a label who likes your music. And this label had to find a distributor who's want to distribute the, uh, the label. Yeah. And then the record store was uh, searching for distributor who they like their music. So there was like kind of three filters. And after that, when this music was going into the record stores, the press was... Picking up something and writing about it. Yeah, because there was already yeah. like three hurdles there of filters. There was like three, yeah. four filters. Now, yeah. everyone can produce music at home. They can uh, start uh, making their own label. They can do their own distribution. Mm-hmm. And they can deliver that to the press. Yeah. So there is no filter at all, which means I'm, all all the shit hits well, your, all the shit yeah. hits your inbox. Well, it has good and bad points. Like good side is that everyone it's democratic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everyone can anybody yeah. to have a shot, basically. Yeah, yeah. whether you're no, that's, poor, that's on the other hand. Doesn't matter. Yeah. On the other hand, you have a now you get a quantity and not a quality. quality. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like. Everything is changing so much, and when you realize that the whole thing, the whole structure, that you think like, okay, so before there was so much filter, mm-hmm. and you had to go all through it's all like, these filters like the before signal, you the end up. To noise ratio. The signal yeah. to noise ratio is much worse yeah. now. Yeah, basically, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a given for yeah. sure. I agree a hundred percent. But and. That really stresses some people out, you know. For me, honestly, it doesn't. That part doesn't really bother me because. No. But what does piss me off is the intent. A lot of people, you ask them like, why why they're making music or what the plan is. <laughs> they're just like, thinking? I need to do it to get gigs. Yeah. yeah, but they only <laughs> want to get gigs. Yeah. yeah, you never like. How often do you? You're at a party and dude gives you a demo and he's like, man, I just love sitting in the studio and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah. never. He's just like, yeah, I'm hoping to get a label. Yeah. I want to start playing out. And it's like, you want to travel the world? That's cool. Yeah. Fucking most people do, do right? Yeah. But then like, well, how long have you been playing? They're like, I've been DJing for two years and producing for one. I'm like, well, you're probably not going to be going to Tokyo anytime. Yeah, exactly. so, you know what I mean? Unless you're yeah. like a prodigy or something. Well, and, I think the, the problem is that um, when you... When you do something like, it's totally fine if you want to make shit a lot of money, and do whatever you want to do like art, music, whatever. But like, if you if you are only into money, like, why don't you go to the bank and study like whatever um. things which, like because, you know, like how many musicians have that much studies. money? 
Banking like, isn't rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, it can be, but, you know. It can be, but, like, I don't know. There is if you've ever like seen bankers in London, come on. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> They're partying um, harder than the rock stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. A lot of people are just like, man, I think it would be really cool to play records and get, get paid to do get it paid for on the world. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a good that's part of the reason thing, I signed yeah. up. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to do it whether I, I get booked or not. But, um, you know, for a lot of people, that's the only reason. I'm like, dude, you have much better options having a regular job, and then you can pay yep. to go anywhere you want to actually go to and enjoy it. Like yeah. a lot of times, yeah. if like if you get to go to India, you might have to come back right away, so you're not hanging out and doing whatever. Yeah. You're like you're doing the, like the taxi tourism yeah. is what I. Yeah. Call well, it. at least we are traveling together. So yeah. it doesn't improve the situation considerably. It's at least. Fun because, like, imagine sometimes you wait like five hours to your plane alone. Oh, somewhere. yeah, I, I do that. Totally, I don't to- use it yeah, yeah. Totally, or anything. Totally fucked up. Like, can we, uh, yeah, like, I mean, hangover. Like, 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 our, like our Argentina trip, I mean, where you, where yeah, you that was had, fun, a, where you had like three days of flying time around it, yeah, yeah, but like, you know, we met up there. But for us, actually, traveling there was fairly, fairly, fairly chill, entertaining yeah. and chill because you know, you can keep each other entertained. Yeah. You, meanwhile, had to do the whole trip all the way around. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Uh, was that last summer or the summer before? Uh, I think a year and a half ago or something. Yeah, so we all ended up playing together in Buenos Aires. Was it Underclub? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, those guys flew in directly from Berlin. I, whatever reason... <laughs> yeah, like 72 hours my, of flights in the, I, I in flew the from Berlin to Minneapolis, the United States, and then directly the next day I flew down to Buenos Aires... So no, but via like Atlanta or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like some crazy ordeal. Like <laughs> I haven't flown that much in a long time, and then and it, yeah, the next day was uh, Mendoza or some shit. I think. Yeah, yeah, I had a couple gigs <laughs> on that. Back, so was just, like, and then as soon as I was done in Buenos Aires, I haul ass back to the states because I had yeah. stuff to do. So it was an intense trip, but it was fun to yeah, hang yeah. out there. Meanwhile, we, meanwhile, we stayed a whole week or ten days. Makes it worth. See it, that? Yeah. So we we did a bit more than the taxi tourism, thankfully. Yeah. yeah. Buenos Aires is yeah. a cool spot, man. I mean, yeah, yeah I hope we're, uh, we'll get yeah. back soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, when was the last time I was there? I mean, it's the only time we were in South America, actually. So okay. That was the first time in South, or, yeah, yeah, first time in South America at all. Me too, yeah. So, um, man, yeah. Well, especially when I lived in the States, I was going down to South America a lot yeah. because it was just cheaper and easier to get than uh, European guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, it was at, at one point, like especially Colombia and stuff, it was, I wouldn't say like dangerous where you really got to watch out, but it was like, you couldn't, like nowadays you could drive between cities, like out in the jungle yeah, or whatever. Back then. You couldn't do any of that. Yeah, like yeah. there was dudes driving around still on dirt bikes with machine guns and shit. And like, yeah. it's such a world of difference now. And like, honestly, South America is so cool to travel in, uh, yeah. depending on no, where I you mean, go. I, and I was like, so intrigued by the like mentality and like, mm-hmm. And you know, just the people in general and the food, yeah, like, food on that trip. Ass. So uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. one of those places I need to explore more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's like I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it happens also in Europe too. Like I really think like when Ricardo and Luciano and Locadice went crazy on the whole Latin vocals vibe and shit like that. A lot of people just oh, like assume, that Nando stuff. And yeah, all that. Was a lot it? of people assume that oh, Latins must like this, but yeah, yeah. really. Uh, they're not well. I'm, I shouldn't generalize and collect all Latin, Latinos, yeah. Latinas yeah. in one yeah. bucket. But a lot of times they're just like 
dude, don't fucking. That would be like you putting a country music vocal over a techno track or something, and be like, "But you're American, you know." It doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. With with Buenos Aires, like they'd like it fucking dark and brooding and yeah. really, That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. It's a. Uh, it definitely that is. That was one of those crowds there. where, like, if you wanted a reaction out of but them, you would just go up another BPM and just even harder. Yeah, exactly. And it would, you know? that would work mm-hmm. at any point in the night. You could keep doing that. But there is a really nice question, like, I would put out there, like, mm-hmm. not just like, in, uh, we cannot answer that, and probably a lot of other people can. This is one for the comments. That, but just for the <laughs> comments or something. Like, sometimes. I know some, some I have some, some producer friends like doing whatever house or techno and stuff and they've been like successful in some particular countries like one yeah. of my friends like he didn't sell his records anywhere else than in Finland mm-hmm. and he found out like a year later that everyone in Finland like I, I'm telling the story of 10 years ago or something yeah, yeah. Was, were playing his record and everyone was dancing on his record and he didn't <laughs> like know a huge fan anything. Base. and the, the label didn't sell anything like just like few copies and probably everything mm-hmm. in Finland or like other friend was traveling like Russia a lot and South America and no one else was giving a fuck about his music so like I'm wondering why this kind of thing's happening like why for example someone like in particular geographic area likes particular music and the others don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's an interesting thing, you know, like even within Europe, like for example, I, I don't play in the hall in Holland much, the Netherlands, mm. like that's a huge market for this stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, whereas we have mutual friends who are there, that's like 80% of their income. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah, I, yeah. I used to have a mega thing going on in Italy, like every weekend. Meanwhile, the people that I hang out with every day, they're like, dude, I play there once a year. So, uh, it is interesting how it works in different climates and stuff. But I really think also that leads to another point. If you are lucky enough to start traveling around and playing other countries, or let's say you're in your country, but it's like another region or a state or something like that. The first impression is fucking killerly important. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. uh, you know, if if you're gonna go do your first gig in France, it doesn't matter where. Like, if you suck, like yeah, if you bomb the first gig, you're fu- yeah, you're done. Exactly, you're and done then, for that region. Then there's it. times I, there's, I, there's I really no think other, like no other way about it. That's why I started getting invited back to some of these countries. Like I, I mentioned Colombia, and the reason mm-hmm. I went down there a lot is because it's like the first couple of gigs were killer, and then after that, like you're in. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, you got to break yeah. into that certain circuit. Yeah, I mean, if you shit the bed, then that's the impression they could have yeah. of you. I mean, it could be the same thing. Like if you move to another. <laughs> city in your your country and you're still at the local level like you got to make it work that that first impression you know there's times where like i've i've turned down gigs not because it's i don't want to go there but i'm like what maybe it's a holiday night or something's weird or whatever i'm just like i want to make sure if i go there the first time that this is gonna it's really gonna work you know yeah um it's super important but i mean is it that being said is there a a place where you find that you guys are doing better rather than others or it's difficult to say i mean we had fun in many many places and people were going crazy but we did play a lot in in italy we played a lot in italy obviously in georgia Georgia. Georgia, you guys just got back from georgia bassiani right that was crazy i mean it's a bit of a home game really crazy and because of iraq and the funny thing was like uh, next day Next day, I played in a, a very small club in the middle of Georgia. It's like 
three hours to drive from there. Kutaisi is the name of the city. And uh, because they knew I'm, I'm going to play in Georgia and I knew that they are doing something very special, I was like, okay, I want to... I want to support them. I want to mm -hmm. go there. And after after we finished 12 hours in Bassiani, I was like, how am I going to do that? <laughs> like, well, actually, I have like three hours to, to sleep. I, rem and, I remember 11 a.m. Yeah. 11 a.m. I'm telling like everyone, uh, like it was 12 or one, like 1 p.m. or something when, when we... Going out of Did the, the whole club. crew go with or yeah we had we had well, like a wow. dozen people with us like it was, it was and, good fun and I'm telling the guys like okay we have a big car coming to pick us up like me and two other guys and everyone who wants to come I have to tell me now because we have to take care of the hotel room and whatever yeah, yeah. and everyone's like no dude like after <laughs> 12 hours out of the question it's out of the question we cannot come. But this honestly, if I knew what will happen that night, I mean, the night before at Bastien was, was amazing. Yeah. But like, if I 12 knew... 12-hour set. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I played all night, like from opening, opening peak, yeah. and closing. I, I love the, like a single, the like, like long, a, long Like a single mother yeah. doing all the work. Crazy. <laughs> but if I Cooking knew what will happen next day in, in Kutaisi, that's like small club, they cannot even fit 150 people. But like... The room was shaking. The whole house was shaking. <laughs> and I was like, if I knew that, I would force them all, like nine people staying, yeah. uh, so sleeping somewhere. Shove, shove like, I would force them to come with me because that was like really insane. Like the whole experience that we had like two weeks ago there was like, I was like, oh my God, I left Georgia 17 years ago. I could never, ever imagine <laughs> that this would happen. Yeah. This would happen. Like, so, I mean, here's the deal. The, Georgia has come up a few times on the show, mostly in passing. Yeah. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that uh, it's kind of like a current hotbed for I mean, especially techno music. There's a lot at of hype moment, surrounding right? it, but uh, um, deservedly so, I think. Yeah, I mean... I mean It's been a huge, it's been a huge improvement, like, especially for me, like the first time we went, that was the first time I, I, I ever really came in contact with the country and uh, it's, it's changed like, so much since then. Like the, yeah. the growth has, over the past like five years or so has been incredible. That's, isn't it, they didn't, was it true that they made it a UN headquarters there or something or what, what was the reason that like Georgia is kind of blossoming as far as the economy? I can't um, remember. Well, approaching the well, EU and stuff like. That's um, difficult to say. Uh, actually, actually, people don't like the economy is mm -hmm. not, not going that well. Okay. So, like since last time I visited there, like two years ago, mm -hmm. now there was a huge inflation, which is like, of course, yeah. um, for like if you come from Europe, like with. Um, euros you will it's everything way more cheaper now mm -hmm. but for the people living there it's not it's easy rough, to yeah. uh, uh, to to survive and but like what's happening with the techno scene is very interesting because it's more like a social movement like the going out it doesn't mean like 
just like having fun and drink and whatever. It's not so much about the the, the hedonism part, like drinking yeah. and drugs, yeah. like it it's, is in Europe and the yeah, states. It's, yeah, it's more like uh, this is only places for for people to feel free. Like the new generation doesn't matter what kind of gender they uh, belong to or mm. what their orientation is or like whatever they feel free in these spaces mm -hmm. because few clubs manage to to create these uh, safe spa uh, spaces for these people mm -hmm. and like at the end like when you when you are like i am away since 17 years or something yeah and You think, like, oh, everything is fine and everything's growing and you you see the cities getting better and stuff. But like the mentality which Soviet Union left, it was 70 years of like pressure mm -hmm. and um, this mentality cannot go in one day. Yeah. And this needs like a lot of work which politicians could not manage and which the club owners and these promoters kind of managed more than anyone else. Do you think it's because they were kind of more approachable to the youth, so, so to speak? I think, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the reason and also their attitude, like because... Like when we were talking with uh, Nadia, she's one of the founders of Passiani, and actually other club club guys as I'm well. Good, but you should definitely yeah. fill up. Yeah, yeah, we need we need more. Do you uh, need ice? No, I'm fine. With so, uh, when you talk with them, you realize that it, it's it's more activism. It's not like just like making a club. It's an actual movement, yeah. so to speak. It's a movement, and I think. You can compare to these like 90s of US techno when the, there was like kind of political message without being too political. You that, know? Well, that's what I was going to get into, you know, because um, Detroit techno started off as being very political. I'm not going to lie, it was never political for me. It was totally a hedonistic yeah. thing. It was about uh, even if you were going to be sober, like having your mind ripped the fuck open, or if you weren't sober, even at having having it ripped even more open, yeah. you know um but yeah it started off as a political thing and it's it's definitely not like that a lot these days and uh you know like this past week my boy regal went on the net got a little crazy with a facebook post <laughs> and shit and uh kind of missed the mark on what originally was the intent of this music but i mean when you think about it especially coming from For, for the younger generations that never really saw it as a political thing, it makes sense. But it, it made me wonder, like, well, could it ever be a political thing again? Like right now, for example, we definitely are seeing a push for more females uh, yep. in this and also in the um, LGBTQT community yeah. and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so there are like little social pop-ups happening within techno, but it's still pretty far off the mark from being political. So that's kind of cool to see that, like, it might actually be something like that in Georgia rather than just a wasted night out, which is also yeah. cool, but you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know why um, 
What I really find really interesting in all these, like, it was also funny for me because I know all these people doing stuff there, but you know, for them, it's it's a normal thing, and they they, they talk about normal things and they come to Berlin and we meet and stuff. But now there've been like three, uh, editors which came with us. And so I had to translate some, some, uh, mm -hmm. interviews and stuff. So uh, it was interesting to see that, um, it's not like they don't feel like it's a political movement. It's just a social movement attached to it. Okay. It's, uh, it's like, uh, They want to do everything right. Okay. And this is the only chance that, like, new movement which happen. Like, uh, for example, I, the, if, if you think about the culture, you know, like, why techno got that big in, in Germany? Because I have, uh, like, things are not happening just itself. There is some some kind of rules behind it, cultural, yeah, politically, reasons, whatever. I mean. There is a reason. And for example, I, I remember like in uh, 80s or 90s, there was like a big boom of like uh, Spanish cinema because like Franco went and mm -hmm. people were celebrating it. And also the same happened with, with Berlin because the, the, uh, well, the reunion yeah, happened and people were like celebrating something and the techno was there. Yeah. Mm. It was something like new, something. So like I think in, 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 yeah. in Georgia, it's kind of saying like they, that the new generation needs a movement and these people were on the right moment in the right place and they have a right attitude. Yeah. That's why I have a big respect to that. Mm. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And like I was, I was saying earlier before we started the mics, it seems like a, a truly sincere thing. Yeah, you know, like yeah. here, for example, especially in Berlin, it's like it's just as much as it is about the music. It's about the party aspect, and which can create a definitely apparent uh, level of insincerity. You know, yeah. so but I mean, how about it's the honest reason? I mean, like just wanting to party. I mean, it's a. You know, just to cut loose, like it's a, it's, You don't got to explain it to me. Yeah, Everybody should yeah. do it. You know, yeah, I mean, or, well, try it at least. But because it, because it's a it's a expression of freedom. From, yeah, we'll get a break a, from life for a bit. You know, I mean, I mean totally. uh, people you everywhere it doesn't matter where yeah. you live. Like, maybe it means matter. going on a hike. You yeah, know? yeah. If it's a first or tenth world, you need your freedom mm -hmm. as a human being, and uh, that's that's. It's, it's good yeah, to have options. Yeah, like yeah, like going on a hike or traveling somewhere or. I don't know, getting retarded for days on end and yeah. <laughs> weekend. Well, like, we don't say retarded anymore, but yes, I agree. With you. <laughs> no, uh, the thing is, <laughs> obviously politically incorrect over here. Wait, yeah, <laughs> the toilet. It's over there in the back door to the right. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, but I've I've always felt like, you know, whatever is going on in the world uh, has a direct effect on the music. Like right now with Trump and that's just like one of many things that are really fucked up. So it makes sense that like all the music is pretty dark and abrasive at the moment. You know yeah. what I mean? People are angry or they're like anxious. I mean, and, well, it's not just Trump, but like the whole like political climate in Europe. Every, well, that's I what mean, I'm saying. Like, that's place. why I said yeah, yeah. that's just a drop in the bucket, yeah. you know? Um, and it might not even have to do with politics. It's about people that are fed up with shit, yeah. you know, like whether it's uh, racism, sexism, you name it. Yeah. Whereas like, when the whole minimal thing took off, it was 
kind of sort of a direct result. Like it was after 9-11, people were starting to, economies were recovering again and Mm -hmm. people were tired of like the really harder rave sounds and everything. And like people like, dude, uh, I mean, things are good right now. Let's fucking chill. And then it, you know, got a little deeper and dubbier and now it's darker and harder again. Um, So a lot of times people be like, I don't know why the music's so banging right now. I'm like, well, the this tech, is fucking obvious. The techno version of I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, and the thing is, I also like the fact that it is because it's more of a structure. It's never going to go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can definitely see uh, like this so-called techno bubble popping soon. Um, be it festivals, DJs, whatever, or I don't know what it'll but turn it won't into. disappear. Like it'll never disappear. No. That's a thing. Like you know, even I just brought up the minimal era, like two thousand five, six, seven, eight, whatever. There was still like when you look back, there was like Steve Bicknell records and stuff coming out that was still bleepy and banging, yeah, yeah. or Stanislav Tokachev, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, so maybe it was a lot of it was overlooked and now getting played or whatever. But or Robert Hood, he was still popping of shit course. out, you know. So it's definitely. Uh, I was actually thinking about this the other day because I've been kind of taking into like old like dubstep records, which mm-hmm. I like, you know, like from the early stuff, like what, like 0304. Yeah. Um, that scene, I mean, it still exists as well to some extent. I've, yeah. I've now rediscovered, but it's, it's like minuscule. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's close, close to inexistent. I mean, you can, you can, at least in Germany, you can barely find any parties for that stuff. Yeah. I don't think with techno, it'll be that, like, it would be that Just extreme. A little bit. Um, that's good. I got to get up at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, good uh, luck with that. No, <laughs> fuck. Man. Uh, so, no, sorry. <laughs> but that's the thing. Sorry, I, I got to, um, you know, I got to think long and hard. Well, the, the reality is in the States, dubstep yeah. is still a thing, but that's more like the bro yeah, stuff. No, but the, yeah, but, but I don't mean that, obviously. I mean like the old like Mala, mm-hmm. uh, lo, well, old Lova. I mean. But, yeah. That kind of stuff, you know. I'm DMZ, actually, uh, I'm surprised that Betty. stuff kind of didn't like take off more. Take off, well, especially in the states with with the hip hop world. I mean, like you do have people like Kanye and these guys picking up producers like uh, Arca or whomever, or Skepta, or whatever. Is yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. So they, a little bit, they're picking these guys up. I guess the Peverless did a, a Drake record or yeah. something. But the, the the fact of the matter is, is it's like I really thought that like that could potentially transform the whole genre but at the same time when you think about it that stuff's like really gritty and esoteric whereas like people are like no i need to start i need to be talking about like jet skis and crystal and titties and shit well, and that's hard it, to do with a really grimy bassy i think beat. some of it converted into this trap stuff though yeah i mean like you know just elements the, of it just yeah. the mess, that's the sub work even though it's more like electro with like the yeah. 808 boom yeah but yeah I mean, you know, because there's, there's still this idea that um, people would love to have techno be much more widely accepted. Yeah. Actually, that was part of the, also the, the thing that Regal was going on about, which yeah. people asked yeah. me about that. And like, uh, I'm, I'm in touch with them. I'm going to try and have on the show. Oh. Hash this shit out. Okay. Um, depends on, <laughs> That's on good. Scheduling. That's yeah. good. But um, I would send some questions. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, you're going to get a lot for that one. <laughs> no, but here's the thing, though. Like, uh, in a way, you could argue... Maybe not techno directly, but electronic music obviously has had a huge mark on whatever you want to call it. Pop, trap, hip hop, mm. you name it. Rock, not so much. It, but usually, aside yeah. from like old industrial and stuff, like electronics and rock don't 
really mix so well. Mm, yeah. Right? I, it's hard to think of. But well, I mean, the, the keyboards, keyboards like, since have made their way into like the most modern bands, I think, well, actually. I well, think yeah, of course. If you, back if then you, was think, if you think about like not the rock itself, but like Krautrock yeah, and yeah, this course, neue Deutsche Welle yeah, and the 100%. Compact made like a big, big connection but, uh, between yeah. these guys, like indie rock and yeah. uh, techno house, disco, but whatever. Like, I'm thinking you, yeah. you're not really going to see but, like, Metallica not, yeah. or Deftones or no. something like that. Yeah, but that. all the modern guys actually, I mean, Deftones had like a DJ type thing. Whatever. Yeah, but but it's not that much no. As, as... No, but, yeah. but meanwhile, like, and back like, I don't know, like, Around the 2000s, even around the 2000s, like having a keyboard in your band. Oh, yeah, they really, tried to do that, and it all was usually, yeah, the usually shit people albums. would laugh. People would laugh at them, yeah, because that's just not. Well, I remember the old, the first like, Rage Against the Machine album's like, this is all done with a fucking guitar, no yeah. synthesizer. Yeah. It says that on the back. No, now like, it's like, now, who gives a shit? No, yeah. everyone is using like triggers for their bass drums and stuff, and uh, I don't know. And, and everyone's everyone has a keyboardist who's uh, who's backing the guitars yeah, or adding pads over like the main. Yeah, they're, they're the new horn section. Yeah, exactly. But. Uh, you know, so with all these other forms, like everything's so electronically produced now. Like you have instead of a lot of like snares for baps, like people are sampling car crashes and like just weird shit off their iPhone, and then it <laughs> makes it onto like something you can hear at the grocery store when you're shopping. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, yeah. uh, so in that sense, all of this exper- uh, experimental and electronic music has had way more of a mark than I would have imagined. 25 years ago you know what mm-hmm. i mean so but it's just not maybe as like loopy and repetitive in the techno sense yeah. that being like so here's the deal though i mean so for those who don't know the the argument was that techno is a business or like it should grow and that's i mean there's more to it but what i want to take away from that is it's like is it a good idea for really techno to grow to that level and i don't think so I of mean, course not. There's I mean, a utopian idea yeah, that it would yeah. be great. No, and yeah, is it a good but, idea? Is it, and is it a good idea to like, you know, to to, to talk about it? That obviously, well, uh, sure. I mean, well, I mean, with that, that statement, case, like, it, was, it was poorly presented yeah. or whatever. That's, that, you of know, course, maybe. there are some some uh, producers and DJs doing the same thing as this guy said, but no one is kind of like saying that. Yeah. Well, yeah, but. but there's the a, it's a bit of a the main problem is genre, like, like the way this guy um, kind of like said that. Yeah. Sure, but I'm not really talking about what he said. I'm I'm talking yeah. about let's uh, let's do the theoretical idea that like techno does blow up and it's just as common as like a a Drake or whatever's yeah. fucking popular right now, yeah. right? You know what are the implications of that? What is like I sure like yeah. are the music we love can make it to more ears potentially it means more music to be put out by cool producers or whatever but I think that having so many new heads would actually ruin it in a way yeah I think that too because uh, I don't know maybe maybe my head is like very uh like too much in in underground or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. but um, you cannot have like um, big stage and everyone is like we talked about this like Nazi thing and like uh, kind of like po- political attitude attached mm-hmm. to it and um, 
Like if it's too popular, you can't do that. Anymore. You cannot. You, you cannot have like you cannot select the people. Yeah. You cannot select the crowd, and it's it's like. Um, I mean, at the pop concert, everyone can go in. It's not like. I'm not saying that um, the door policy is a good thing. Like maybe someone really into music and they want to yeah. dance and they cannot get in. And that's a sad part. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I'm saying that getting too popular, I don't think that it's... Uh, beneficial for the music yeah. overall. The, the biggest thing with it is, I think like when, a, when any genre becomes popular and like... Um, it has the effect that you know you end up with with these like artists that get huge that become known beyond their genre, and then you know and it, that kind of that kind of group gets fed out of the the artists that like medium known before that, yeah. and then a lot of artists also don't make that cut, fall down below, and you end up with this kind of uh, like kind of odd distribution of wealth actually, which yeah. is exactly what it is. You end up with like a like top like one or two percent that are huge and. An increasing mass at the bottom because more people are trying to get into it. It's already how it is now. Yeah, yeah, no, but like, but it, it gets the problem gets exacerbated and like it sure. kind of thins well, out this. It maybe, thins out the middle. Maybe the, middle the problem class, is much like yeah. in economics actually. Maybe yeah. the problem is of uh, of the, the whole thing is that pop culture right now. Mm. Maybe I'm too old for that, <laughs> but like I would say, like musically speaking, like. Even 90s had something very interesting in the pop music. And after 90s, nothing really interesting happened. Yeah. For, well, I'd say to like the mid-90s. Then even, yeah. Then well, yeah then that's, shit. that's what I'm saying. And maybe we are too old. And maybe mm. for the new generation, like, I don't know, when, if they're like 14, 15, and they like whatever they listen. But like... Musically speaking, like if you if you listen to even Madonna, Michael Jackson, Prince, uh, uh, David Bowie, uh, like this was pop music in eighties, nineties. The Jimi Hendrix was pop music. Yeah. Like it was, they, they've been like the biggest stars, mm. and now I don't even know their names. Like I know the music, but like yeah, this well. is so shit. Like I, I don't want to listen to it, and I don't want to yeah, know their names. Even name. if you do know, it, it gets forgotten about after two years. Like. Because because I think the marketing took so much over. Yeah. Yeah, taking center stage over yeah. the over the content. Well, I think even though it was always built to make money, first of all, of and always built to make sure that the label gets the money and the artist kind of like whatever at the end of the day. But at least the label still genuinely gave a shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. they. Well, I think back then people didn't didn't have the whole method of it figured out so well. Whereas now it's there was still well, passion. Now yeah. the passion's no, gone. No, they still they were, they still had to figure out the details. Whereas now it's like a well oiled machine. and Everyone's you know figured out how to. How to game the system the best or whatever. I think that's the biggest problem in in that context when we think about like techno as a pop music. Yeah, well when well, well when anything for, becomes popular yeah. music, not pop music, but yeah. popular. Popular music. Oh, but my my biggest thing about that is you know, even at the level that techno is at now, let's say I play the next twenty gigs I play. I'd love to tell you that every gig's going to be killer, but that's just not the truth. Yeah. And there's going to be some nights that are like, well, the room was full. What's wrong? And it's like, they didn't get it. Like, 
And I don't know what that reason is going to be. There's always going to be reasons where they didn't get it, or maybe I just played like shit. That's probably more <laughs> likely. Not, yeah, had an off um, day. Had an off you day. never know. No, but the thing we is, is it's like, um, you know, some some crowds are going to do it because it's fashionable, or they hear like this is the DJ that you know uh, is the the thing of the moment. And so now you multiply this by whatever it takes to get to popular music. There's a lot of people out here that don't have this. Uh, they don't give a shit who Derek May is or Jeff Mills or any of that stuff yeah. that's kind of like founding. They don't really care about the message. They just know that they like the song on the radio and that they want to go out and have a good time. And like a lot of the nuances that make techno great, it's never going to carry over to that large of a scale because it barely carries over now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's... I like the idea. I like to think that I could travel, I could live in the States and every weekend play small cities and it still goes off, even if it's not New York or L.A. Yeah. or Chicago mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's just never going to happen. Yeah, it's not, yeah, the reality of it is that's just impossible. I could see it blowing up to a bigger level again, like on a next wave, but I, yeah. I don't see it becoming as equally as big. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that being said, you might have, there might come a time where there are... I don't know what I would call it, post-rave, like maybe some sort of music style similar to like Burial or something that, uh, barely, Burial that has like dance undertones to it, but for the most part is still song-based, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. five-minute percussive tools or something, you know? Like James Blake or whatever. I mean, there's actually quite a wave of things like that happening for a while. There still is, man. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, I think with, uh, you know, Teenage Engineering as a company, they make the OP1. Yeah. I didn't realize how popular that unit is. Like, because a lot of like techno people don't have it so much, but pretty much any popular band or musician right now has bought one, Um, and they're taking it on stage. They'll be sitting up there, and they're Grammy nominated, and they're just banging away on an OP one. Yeah, and this teeny tiny box. Yeah, I mean, and and for those who don't know, it's it's about seven or eight hundred bucks, I think, and it's. Not an all-in-one deal, but it kind of does a lot of things very simply. Yeah, it's like the and, size of a laptop keyboard or something. Like, yeah, basically all like if you were to download a music app on your phone, you can, uh, you know, the the equivalent in that, except on yeah. this box. With, with, and, with lovely little like uh, kind of arcade graphics to it. Exactly, you know. Looks <laughs> I like, love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. No, I, I think it's a cool unit, but I mean like stuff like that alone is transforming the music, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Well, it makes it more accessible to make stuff and not in like the... That obviously happened with like the the advent of TWs and all that. Totally. But uh, but this retains that kind of instrument character that, you know, is a big difference from staring at a screen all day long. Totally. I mean, and, and, you know, honestly, I think because in other music they are... I'm not going to go here and say like all that music is cool. I think a lot of it is mostly garbage to be honest. Of course. But there's a lot of creativity going on where I'm like, you know, techno could benefit from a little bit of that. Like, it's cool to do an acid track or a modular thing or a 909 jam, but like, what's to stop you from just cutting up some stupid sample from off the street or whatever and making something out of it as long as Mm -hmm. it is clever? You know what I mean? Like, the 90s was a lot of that, really. It's true. It's true. That's why 90s are have still like a lot of soul in it. Yeah, yeah. so you, you can still yeah. like, play a lot of those tracks and they'll still sound fresh. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, uh, you refreshing. know, 
I, I think we were talking a little bit ago about, you know, beaten tracks or whatever, and I, I said that I liked some of the 90s stuff. And I think it's because a lot of those tracks are still really heavy. They're quite hard. Mm-hmm. But they're not too much of a – they're not super dark. No, they don't make you want to, like, freaking – They're they're fun tracks, you know what I mean? Ground. Like, you can still kind of dance, like, light-footed to it. Like, it's, it's got a bit of, like, upbeat to it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's. It, I'm not going to sit here and say it's cartoonish, but it's like uh, you know, in some cases. But that's, yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. But that can be nice. But it's too. actually nice as well, especially because everything's getting so serious now. Like just something a little bit tongue in cheek is, uh, is yeah, refreshing. I mean, I mean uh, like people taking things too serious. I yeah. mean, humor is the like you have to be able to laugh about yourself. That's because it's mm-hmm. German. I mean. <laughs> I, I don't think that it's just But it's all over thing. Well like, it's, yeah. I think it's because Especially the newer generation Feels yeah. super entitled to shit Yeah Yeah I mean you know? Yeah well, I, this is our music. I love this about is, uh, myself I mean We had like uh, The crazy discussion About this guy Like I don't want to talk about it now, but like, <laughs> there was like some guy what complaining pl- about whatever, and I was like, "Dude, I I am in that position, and I laugh about myself. How how can you say that like I'm uh, discriminating someone because I am this guy? I'm discriminating when you are saying that. Yeah, and like be able to laugh about yourself. Like, don't yeah, take totally. everything too serious. Like. I don't know. This is kind of like... Um, mm. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Everybody right now is... Uh, like I said earlier, well, actually, you were in, in the bathroom, but I was saying that it's kind of in an age of anger right now with all the, the political climate. So people are taking things way too seriously. It's reflecting in the music and stuff. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, trust me, I like that really heady, overly serious shit, too. But sometimes you got to sprinkle in something into a set that's... Reminds you like, oh yeah, I'm here to have a good time, not yeah. just to like yeah. stare at the ground or whatever and be sad or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's not about like why he. You have to. Um, I mean, life is too short. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's have fun together. I agree. Let's laugh yeah. about ourselves, about others, about like everything, and I don't know. That's that's what I think is important. Mm-hmm. And if you if you start to think about like okay is it like politically correct in this case like as as long as you don't hurt someone in any way like feelings or whatever like let's live together let's oh, yeah, have I, fun together that's the, the that's the main thing you're not gonna hear any complaints yeah. from me about yeah. that where I'm that's my general gist of anything like mm-hmm. are you hurting anybody like uh, you know no. I, you know, those couple ground rules like you just mentioned? No, well, then fucking do whatever you want. I don't yeah. care. Like, dress how you want, be who you want, say exactly. who you are. I don't exactly. care. You know? Then again, yeah. sometimes it can be really a lot more fun if you're hurting someone. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go in on it? <laughs> no, but I, I hear you. And I think, but, Oops. you know, maybe when we're talking about how it's time for a change or like I said I can see it happening in the bubble maybe that's what's going to happen like the music will do a complete turn again mm-hmm. maybe not to minimal but maybe uh, he like played a couple of times some minimal tracks and I was like dude I have to mix very fast something else <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on well, that's, I mean, that's it was it was cool track but like I was like there have been some 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 elements I can I, like, I cannot just stand can't that. get behind. I can no. I cannot stand that. Like I have to mix very like some, fast. Some fucking tweeting bird or whatever. But you no, know, that's <laughs> the thing with with back to back sets though is 
kind of got to yeah, be ready there for was, those things. There was, there well, was, we throw uh, each other curveballs yeah. all the time. There was, there was this, this uh, like I was listening to uh, Alex and Hussein, and uh, you were, you guys were talking about back to back, and I have to say, like when I started DJing. Mm-hmm. Like the second year, I played maybe like with three, four different DJs back to back. And I realized what is important when you play with someone else. Yep. Mm-hmm. And with some people, it's very easy. Mm-hmm. Without it's fucking impossible. Without, without like yeah. thinking There's just about no anything. And then, yeah. then there are others like it's impossible. Like they'll never because, get it. You know, like yeah. immediately yeah. they'll never get it. And uh, they're good individually, but. Yeah. And well, it's a me, then, me, me thing yeah, yeah, at yeah. that point. Because uh, some people miss the point. It's about the the complete experience. Yeah, it's about and the set. not it's about, about yourself. Yeah, it's not about yeah, aggrandizing yeah, totally. yourself. It's about whatever. your tracks. It's it's not about your statements and mm-hmm. stuff. If you kind of like know what means like teamwork or working with someone together, then you will know like it's mm-hmm. not about like, oh, I drop these and uh, yeah. then I drop these because people... Like a dance floor, hear that. Yeah. If you play together, or it can be like oil and water, or yeah. like it's a, and it can be like okay, he drops something, something really interesting, and I, I drop something really interesting. It's kind of like battle, but in a good way. Yeah, but. M- You have to have, keep in mind it's the whole experience you are giving the people. Yeah, totally. And this is not easy thing for some people to understand. Well, here's the thing: it's it, this music is a very personal, intimate thing. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like a lot of times, it's done in headphones, it's mixed in headphones. Uh, you can be the uh, you're not you are the whole band, so it's yeah. like you get yeah. to make all the creative choices. It's all done your way, and like so, you get a, used to this mentality. So even if you are a good person or a fun guy or girl or whatever, you might not be the greatest for tagging because you don't know that it's a collaboration. Like Yak, you're a, you were bass guitarist, right? No, I played lead. Actually. Lead, okay. So, but you know the drill. Like especially when people have been in bands or musicians, not all of them, but usually you understand the idea a little bit more that sometimes you're only a cog in the, yeah. in the machine yeah. sort of thing. And well, playing lead there's well, <laughs> yeah, bad example, bad example. But you know, but you know what I'm saying. Like it yeah, takes no, more, it takes two to tango sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But it, when you're used to doing it as a, a solo thing from start to finish, mm. it's hard to grasp that you got to relinquish control no, a little bit. The funny thing is, I mean, I'm, I play notoriously bad with others, like for any other activity, basically, unless it's music related. Like I think, like if doing music, I somehow like click with other people very well. With everything else, I've always been like a horrible team player. Interesting. I don't know. It's it's really weird. I guess it's just my it's the one thing that works for me. I'm horrible in the sense that I rely on the rest of the team. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's that's another way of putting it. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, uh, it really is. It, it's a chemistry issue. There's some people that I simply I've tried time and time again to, to tag with, and it's just. I know in my heart it's never going to work no, out. Against, and there's others I have a blast with. That doesn't but diminish then, who they're, yeah, like, yeah. they're like. Not in the least DJs bit. Says, just, like, when they're playing solo, it's just, I think it's just something that comes natural to some people and to some it doesn't. Yeah. Like, it really yeah. is a kind of intuitive thing. 
I agree completely. I'm not sure like how much how much you can work at it. Like you know. Well, I I think we're also in a very uh, sort of fortunate, luxurious situation where we do get to play. Out, we get to well, yeah. we get to play out more. So there's opportunities to kind of get all the glory ourselves. Yeah. So I mean, for you two to travel a bit more often as back to back, it's not as often. But like for me, I can set the ego aside for one night to kind of just yeah. concentrate on hanging out with my friend playing records and, and set the vibe of the party you know yeah. mm-hmm. like I realize okay I can't show off and do the Dustin Zahn show yeah. tonight or something you know but uh, it's you know some people really they're never going to learn that you know no yeah I, th- I think it's uh, it's a personality thing mm-hmm. like some people cannot do that others can do that definitely mm-hmm. Um, I got a couple of questions from the internet relating to DJ. Um, one is actually, this is a uh, two banger. Uh, are the days of Tractor gone? And what is the next big DJ gear revolution? Um, Let's start with the Tractor thing. I hope so. <laughs> now, well, not, I don't, not because I actually have anything against it. I, In fact, like I used it for a while yeah. back before we started playing together. But the reason that I absolutely hate it is because every time there's a tractor DJ playing before or after me or us, you end up having to deal with a stupid cable unplugging, which yeah. honestly ruins everything for me. It, it does and, look like it, it. Honestly, it also kills the vibe when you got three or yeah. four people standing like trying to plug in with shit a freaking in a flashlight. Like, yeah, and it's just like I don't know. I mean, yeah, the parties are not going to. And hopefully, mm-hmm. but like, that, there's something to be said for a smooth transition yeah. and not having people running around. On I've stage. never, I've never been a purist about like what medium anyone uses for anything, like whether it's digital or, but like, in terms of sound, or you can just same in the studio. But that that stuff, like this this smooth transition thing, is mm-hmm. just so crucial okay. to me. Okay, let yeah, me. Here comes the opposite. Let me say two things. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> All right. So there is. Uh, I actually I don't I don't care who's playing what media like Neither as do long I, as so the, we all agree as long as it's good set yeah mm-hmm. there is uh, two things one is that uh, first of all when I, I I'm I'm kind of like I started DJing when it was main media was records like mm-hmm. vinyl, and um, I think like we have kind of responsibility for the new generations. Mm-hmm. If we want this media to keep on existing, mm-hmm. existing, then um, I taught these two few. DJs and uh, telling them like, okay, look, when I was first time going to the parties and I saw DJs playing vinyl and they've been my heroes as a DJs, mm-hmm. I started to buy vinyl. Yeah. You and do what they you, do. You follow yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If we start to go to the clubs with like tote bags without anything inside and or bring like a small bags as a alibi or, or yeah. a big bag with a USB stick yeah, yeah no, but like yeah. So, bringing like sign so, for decoration so yeah. you know. then uh, then this culture won't I mean I don't maybe it should be like that 
Maybe yeah. this culture don't have to survive, and there is like digital format which we'd have have to have live forever, whatever. <coughs> but I think it's important to like once in a while, at least when you live in the same city, when you know that the club has a good sound system yeah, and the turntables working, why don't you play few records? This I is agree. one thing. Another I've thing been is like bad at this yeah, late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is um like just to ju- just to keep that culture alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Yeah. Maybe I'm too old and thinking about new generations and stuff like that. Uh another thing is like when I see someone pretty famous bringing their assistants to the gig <laughs> setting up their shit setting up their shit that's the dream for, man well imagine <laughs> oh no i might have yeah. to plug in yeah. fucking two cables yeah whatever shall like, i do there was like one i don't want to say yeah, names and do i don't want to say the club but like there is one guy coming with uh his assistant like young maybe 19 years old s- uh, girl Even there is a technician from the club and mm-hmm. this assistant is plugging in his computer yeah. and two or one, even one controller. Yeah. When I see like, and he's standing next to it and look at that. <laughs> like, I was like, dude, this is yeah. Berlin. You are not in Las Vegas or you're yeah. not in Ibiza. And when I see this, I'm saying like, Uh, vinyl has certain things which when I like you have to buy them you have to make a selection before you buy that then you, you have to, have to make a selection to to bring them to the club and carry them and all that shit it's so, a commitment yeah. yeah this makes kind of like your decisions like yeah and That's why maybe I'm too old school in that case, but I prefer people who are playing vinyl because they done that like a lot of uh, filters before mm-hmm. yep. they uh, they stand there. They did some homework. Yeah. They did some homework. So I don't know. As I told you, maybe I'm too old school. No, I mean I I agree with that. I don't know how much. I don't know how important it is to me, but I do agree with that. However, I guess. Leaning back towards the actual question is like, are the days of tractor over? And I, you know, it's it's funny that this question came up because I was thinking about this last summer. And at least in my little bubble of friends and colleagues and stuff, there's not many people using yeah, a laptop yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't. I haven't touched. I haven't almost touched none. Use. Yeah, I, I stopped with tractor in 2000, the end of 2012, I think. Yeah. So, um, and no offense to anybody that's still using it, but here's what I did notice. What I is like, basically, almost everyone that's still in the top tier of dance music right now, be it house, techno, whatever, is actually using Tractor still. Really, um, that's funny thing. Yeah, well, yeah. when you think about it, you got like your Richies and your Dub Fires, Chris Sleeping, uh, Nicole yeah, Motorbur, all these guys. They're all yeah, but, on, uh, but it's, but the thing is, like, I also feel like it's become kind of like deprecated by by the new wave of CDJs, like the Nexus Twos. Like, I mean, if you have four Nexus Twos, oh, in man. a booth, like, you can do 
the same shit. It, yeah. Actually, like, I was going to say like 95% probably of what you can more. do with but you can probably do more, arguably more yeah. out of the box without any preparation time, yeah. without any uh, plugging in cables, annoying the DJ before or after you. You mm-hmm. can do the, the exact same shit or more well, easily. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, these kind of guys don't... Don't care about it because someone else is annoying. Well, the guys, yeah, no, but <laughs> dude, no, when, the when you like, build up a system and you know it, I want to switch. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. switch from Ableton for a dock. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why is switching going to benefit me? No, I mean, if you're yeah. really but, going for minimum effort, like CDJs are technically the best way. You just take well, if you got USB a tour stick. manager to plug it in for you, that's minimal effort. But yeah. yes, if you can't afford your own tour manager, then the USB sticks are yeah. going to be easier. Yeah. However, yeah, I mean, again. Um, I, I I guess I don't really see Tractor going away, and it's still an uh, excellent option for anybody that can't it. afford a CDJ setup. That, but yeah, that CDJs that is, is As an entry level totally thing, it's Tractor. Actually, uh, it's so similar yeah. that I won't even entertain like what's better, CDJs <sighs> or Tractor, because like, well, you're not looking at a computer screen. Well, you're staring at four CDJ screens. Yeah. So yeah, it's the same as real estate so, at the end of the day. You know, really. <laughs> tomato, tomato. There is yeah, no true. no big difference. Um, yeah. No. But the, so the other part of the question is, is do you see, I think it was like, is there going to be a, how was it worded? What's next in the big DJ gear revolution? I hope nothing. I mean, they, didn't, <laughs> didn't, well, didn't you just announce that like sampler thingamabob? Yeah. yeah. Um, which, that was, I mean, I, frankly, my first reaction was like, why the fuck? Yeah. But then I thought about it for a bit. And I mean, I can see, I can see the point of it and it could be interesting for me, like not for me personally, but like yeah. I... I see well, that it has potential, like to. Well, we to played a couple with. of times DJ sets with drum machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's the same thing. Like it, it is. You can more or less. The you same. can add yeah, exa- some drum well, machine. It depends what you gonna do. Well, mm-hmm. except like, what we, is your concept as a DJ set? No, but well, we would it's play like with a machine a killer. I, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or uh, I guess most of the people just use machine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So no, but the thing is, for us, I mean, like if we were playing with a drum machine, like they weren't actually like. None of it was synced, so like you'd have to still pitch the, yeah. you know, pitch the CDJs to it, or pitch the well, turntables to it, yeah, because um, we didn't get that like audio to MIDI clock whatever thing, yeah. Um, but that's that's most so, exciting part of it. Yeah, that know? was actually like, that actually like, made it fun because you actually yeah. you were kind of like freaking out to like keep it. You know, also we didn't do that often, mm-hmm. but like you, you're kind of freaking out to like keep everything in time, especially if you have the drum machine and four decks up, uh. and none of them are synced. Um, the new thing, like, it, it sinks, which, I mean, yeah, it's nice and comfortable and stuff. And, like, if you want to play a perfect set, that's genius. But I still like having a challenge on stage, actually. Yeah. And and I'm, I think I think having little imperfections actually adds to a set. Like, you know, not like train wrecking. When every, things are too sterile, it's, you know. Yeah. Like, that's the point. I like imperfections. That's the point. Some of the, you know, the thing with the lo-fi house right now, are you guys familiar with yeah, yeah, those yeah. mall grab and yeah. shit? Like, if you, the what makes those records appealing is that it's all totally recorded perfection. Through a potato. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now if 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 you took off the distortion plug in or whatever is that ultimate machine, it's just a generic deep house yeah. track. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, like uh the rawness and imperfection of things do it's, make it better. Yeah. But well when I hear record like vinyl and it had a scratch. Mm-hmm. I like that at the party in the in the in the good sound system. I love that. <laughs> it's like Oh, it's Whatever. live! Like I cannot, the crackle, the I cannot, crackle does something. Yeah. Or this is it's amazing. like a singer's voice yeah. cracking, or like yeah. you know, and before everyone starts like putting crackle on their like actual digital recordings, like yeah. oh, that, that that's not the same thing. It doesn't yeah. sound the same way. I mean, like, I remember like sometimes like 
standing like dancing at the dance floor of the Berghain, and then mm. there is like uh, like low frequencies. Like there is There's nothing happening in the, in the high frequencies, and like there is a scratch in the record, and you yeah. feel like, dude, this is amazing. Well, because this is amazing. That like, scratch is technically on top of the track. Yeah, it's, so it's not mad in, loud because in the track it's like compressed and yeah, like so so that one has full so dynamics. Loud. Yeah, and then I mean it gets the full room the full, full like room reverb and everything. Exactly. It's like it cuts through the mix completely, and that's it that's, has something really like, that's something really special. Yeah, totally. So now people are going to start putting the crackle Special, chain yeah, at the yeah. end of their magic chain. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. Yeah, but that's, I mean, to, to be fair, I will admit, like I've I've tried that, like, for, like just to see like how it would work on a digital, like you know, a digital file. Yeah. It doesn't. So, it doesn't yeah. sound the same way. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't do well, it. Well, it's not the pickups, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I realized I was being a dick earlier. I do hope there's a a, a revolution in DJ gear, but what I would like it to be is. Um, like better DJ mixers, and the fact of the matter is, yeah, there's new mixers coming out every week. It seems. I mean, like the, the that rain thing it was the the rain MP twenty whatever the fuck. But the, it's got the rotary knobs, right? Yeah, that, which for, for me I don't like too much. I mean, I, I I can play on it for some sets. I enjoy like for house or whatever. No, but for for a techno set, I much prefer faders. Yeah, because I like course, sometimes yeah. I like to blend, sometimes I like to. It's cut. a house thing. Um, but uh, but the thing with it was. I, I just didn't like the sound of it, to be honest. Oh, like, really? Actually, that's really, what a lot of people did like about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it. I really like the functionality of it, actually. Like, you know, like having the individual yeah. filters and stuff. But I'm also a huge sucker for the four-banding hue on the on Allen Heath. Yeah. I love it. So anyone, any mixer that doesn't have it, actually, you just take immediately out. Yeah. But uh, somehow, somehow, yeah, the sound just didn't didn't really do it for me, like, weirdly. Interesting. Even though a lot of other people loved it. I know, I'm aware of that. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> It's that the rain mix. You don't know it. No. Okay. It it's came a, it's out the like, one that's like fucking three and a half grand or whatever. Came out three years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a house and disco mixer. Yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, you can talk about Richie's Model One. The thing is, is it's like you I know, found that a refreshing concept, to be honest. No, I I, I was only gonna say good things about yeah. it. Yeah. I it's it's too expensive I've never tried one. for pretty much anybody listening to the show to afford. <laughs> yeah. But the the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of things he does say like okay you do play records uh well we have better preamps because the zone 92 preamps are fucking horrible oh, they're terrible like you have to turn everything up to so like as 11. high as it goes yeah and, and then, then, and then even enough. crank the eq and then you have to turn the cdjs down so you can only really play records and extra records for yeah. it to sound great and then you know especially uh once they moved the production over to china the filters have that pop when you push the button yeah you know, on, it, it engages on, on some of them that's the thing actually not on all of them but it, okay it's just the the qc is just horrible so there's so you that, get some lemons yeah, yeah. and um, the power supplies die super quick on the new ones and the black ones yeah the, so, not on the british ones i mean i just and and they've done i love that mixer still though yeah well <laughs> the thing is they've done a bunch of new zone mixers since then yeah and I fuck all of them, in my opinion. Yeah, like the DB4, like, the DB2. Yeah, like, all I want is a Zone 92 that has everything a 2018 mixer should have. Yeah. I don't need the same thing extra with upgraded, effects and all this the shit. The same thing with upgraded, uh, with, with upgraded preamps and maybe input saying. matrices. Maybe an input matrix would be nice. Sure. Maybe, but, like, I, I would love that any mixer has the record option on the top of the panel, not in the fucking back. Yeah. yeah. 
That, that, that I mean, Jesus Christ. Yes. Jesus Christ. That's the best <laughs> fucking idea. Every you know? time you you Every want to record, like... We're sitting there with a you, fucking torch. Like doing this little sits, crab hands, yeah. like... <laughs> What the, fuck? What the fuck? And it's like at the bottom underneath like, everything else. Yeah. You are just like a little bit off to the side. And then you realize I'm already trying to bootleg your performance anyway. I always ask technicians to do that because like, okay, maybe you know you that better yeah. and you don't want to no, no, touch look, something. But plug it into the PM and plug it into the wrong output and you don't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's write an email to Alan Heath, please. Fix the shit. Write this like on top of it. I had a Vestax mixer. I want to say the record was on the top, but it might just be another line. Either way, even a line and a record on the top left or something would be glorious. In front, it, it can be on the front. Or yeah, you that, know, just like to a, be on pr- an like, easy option, yeah, you know, because yeah. um, it's just. I think we're onto something, here, boys. Yeah. So if you. <laughs> If someone if is you're in research and development, cheese, yeah, please uh, hit me up that. and I'll also Fix give you my shit. address to send the royalties check. Um, I'm happy with just another mixer. Yeah, or the, yeah, <laughs> you could send me one of those too. But I mean, really, honestly, I think that's the God only thing it. I would care to see. Keep for, knocking my drink into the mic. Well, that's what's happening at this point. <laughs> man. Thankfully, it's a Friday. Some of these shows happen on Mondays <laughs> and Tuesdays, and it's a long oh, weekend. Lordy. But um. Yeah, I don't know. Aside from that, I can't really think of anything else that would personally get me going. But also, I'm not really a fan of this idea that like music should be deconstructed. Like I thought Native Instrument Stems was a terrible idea. Mm. Or like selling remix parts or something like that. Yeah, um, no. Not because I feel like, oh, this guy's going to take it and sample it or something. But I'm just like... It if, makes people lazy too. Well, that, that there's that. But the other part is, why would... Any of us at the table right now sit in the studio and slave away on a song for two days or a week or whatever when someone's not even going to play out how it meant to be played. Yeah. You know, I like the idea of manipulating something live and making it your own, but like, I mean, at what point, at that like point, just be a, fucking banned. That's why producer. I don't like, like uh-huh. DJ effects on a, on a mixer, on a DJ mixer, you know, like all this Pioneer Hall well, of Blue. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, if, if someone wrote a track a certain way, I figured they intended it for it to be played that way, and I kind of I, I want to respect that to some extent at least. I mean, like I'm happy to yeah. put like I'm happy to put like a bit of reverb over something for a for a, for a break or yeah. a, or you know, a filter here and there just for emphasis or play with the EQ a bit. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing. But like, but once you start like putting stutter effects or like flanger over the whole freaking thing, or yeah, you know, you know what I mean. All these like fucking beat repeat things. Well, it becomes about you at that point. It's it, That's where the ego yeah. comes in. I mean, yeah. listen, I travel with two effects pedals, mm. but those I mainly use as insurance things too. Well, like if the mix is going wrong or I need to wake the crowd up, I'll no. do it in the, in the transition, but I'm not going to sit there and just lay on the delay. Maybe with an acapella or something, yeah. you know, but not, I'm not going to take your guys' well, new record. I love acapellas. Yeah, but in that yeah, case, that's the flavor. Send me all your acapellas if you got them, by the way, whoever's listening. Well, I have, I have one, <laughs> one oh, no, God. penis thing. The penis it, thing? Yeah, it's a think, house track. I think we started the, you started the bag headset yeah. with it or something. Yeah. No short dick, man? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, 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 no. no, no, no. This is penis. It literally says this is penis. penis. Uh, <laughs> penis is, uh, you got to be like, careful how you say this. People chop shit up from the show, then yeah, make songs well, out of it. Well, so. they don't have to. They don't have to because there's already a record featuring yeah. all of this. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. It's like one of the pretty famous house tracks. 
And that's a cappella version of it. And, and yeah, well, I was like playing once, some techno track. Once we were playing in Berghain, and I think <laughs> it was closing, and we studied with that. And like, we add something else on top. And some guy is writing, like, oh, dude, what was that penis track? <laughs> and I was like, well, there was a cappella version of some house track. <laughs> and we add something else on top. You know, he was, and he all was about it. And he was like, oh, I'm pretty disappointed. <laughs> I was like, why? Because I thought it was one track. And I was like, well, well you should be even more impressed then. Is, yeah. You should be more impressed. Yeah, so like, he was not, track. he yeah. was not impressed with, uh, not happy. Yeah. Not a happy camper. That's the thing though. I mean, like, you know, I, when I did snacks at Berghain, I really didn't take advantage of the, well, I mean, I, I played a good set or whatever, but, uh, since then I've come across or I, I've remembered off the top of my head so many tracks that would be, so clutch for like especially a, a gay party but like yeah. you could say like any sex party really yeah. but i'm just like fuck if i ever get the right opportunity i got a playlist of killer yeah, songs yeah. that are only fitting for those other for those times yeah. otherwise it'd be too campy or too perverted you know yeah. but <laughs> well uh there is a lot of uh, no. so all the you booty know, house yeah well, there's I that mean, but there's... even like some of the dj rush stuff that's it's Yo, not that's even necessarily cool. like talking about Something, things yeah. specifically but it's just like you know the implication just track like yeah. your body and mine or whatever you know what i mean it's it's got oh, this like, sensual uh, uh meaning dj dj dion uh this uh, in your mouth or, <laughs> i got a million i got a big dick no it wasn't that like paul robert armani wasn't that paul jones robert armani yeah yeah but i mean those those i mean all like all those guys there's some hysterical lyrics oh man well they they're great to to whip out every now and again, I just like. Well, I, I really thought about, and now I mean, it's becoming apparent that because um, I was like, well, I was I was talking to some friends. I'm like, dude, all those old booty house records and discotheque, whatever, like those are kind of out the window now that things are so PC these days. No, but you but still really, get away with aren't. it. They're you still get away with like it. Crazy. I actually, I was talking about this like maybe a week ago. You you can still pull this off, and no one bats an eye. And, which is, well, I think is hilarious. It's, it's, but it's if you like use a, the same lyrics on a modern track, well, it, everyone will lose be, their fucking minds. Well, the, 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 it depends on the context. I mean, it, it well, depends the like if, if someone... Ago, I guess. Yeah, like, but, but like, it depends like who's playing it, in which context, and how, sure. of course. And um, I don't know, like when I, when I play it, whatever, like in about blank, and I, I play uh, DJ Dion... Whatever the fact name is, yeah, it's like it any one of weird, them, really. Weird. No, but any one of them, really. Yeah, any one of them, actually. <laughs> but like in the context, it makes sense. But and they don't mind. They don't mind. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, it's 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 different. Like difficult uh, with all these. Um, what's the name of the label? Dance Mania. Dance Mania. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, the whole yeah. It's like. I met the, the 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 girl who's doing it now, mm-hmm. and we had like funny conversation in Chicago, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is I don't know, it's politically not correct. Well, yeah, well, but so but abrasively, so so obviously, yeah. so that it's kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, it's like the it's the tipping point of cartoonish. Yeah, but, I mean that's how it was back yeah. then, and I think yeah. that's why. You know, especially, you know, I came from the Midwest. So when we go to these parties, even raves, they'd yeah. only drop like a half hour of Booty House or something. But as soon as that first record hit, 
Every girl, I've never seen girls run so fast to speaker stacks in my life, except yep. for that I want to go bang song by Bjarke. <laughs> but aside from that, <laughs> I fucking think. Like, dude, it, but and it's, I was like, well, yeah. I don't know if that would happen now, but like, you, you talk to some females about it, and now they're in this idea that, like, no, we're going for the empowering tip. Like, we're kind of taking it back and making it ours. Whatever that may be, I don't really get it. But the fact that matters is, like, it's still works uh in this day and age which is crazy because i thought man you'll never hear these records again kind of like yeah. how all the uh old mickey mouse cartoons were like they run around in blackface and shit like that yeah. that yeah. shit's you know Yo. you're lucky to find that on youtube yeah, like you know tinted, I mean? tinted and stuff like exactly. any, anything all this old stuff but yeah it was it was a different time yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know if you could really get away with new Booty House records. No, that's exactly I what I was saying. Like, I don't even know. If you, what if you is took the same lyrics bit, yeah. in in a current like and just put it, if you take the exact same lyrics, put them on a new track, like that would bomb amazingly. I mean, in yeah. fact, I, in fact, I hope someone does that just so I can sit there with my popcorn, <laughs> <laughs> just to take. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean. Um, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's funny funny context. Yeah, I'd say so. So I mean, um, you know, talking about those records, you said you played some of them, but do you guys, uh, you know, and mostly for for techno stuff, but do you guys have like a little are you secretly into playing a little bit of drum and bass or house or something? Or you you Dub- said you're an experimental, but you know, dubstep every now and again, like, but then you know, pitched way down. Well, more in the intro and pitch down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still want to play the Benny Hill theme at one point. Like, this is like my dream. I want to drop the Benny Hill theme at one point in my career. You got to. Unannounced. <laughs> because it fits actually, BPM wise. I, I, I mean, and it would be hysterical to see the dance story. It would just be such a slapstick moment. Well, I have to say, I am really, really uh, pop, pop uh, bitch. I like Yeah, pop I saw stuff. you play last yeah. week and I noticed yeah. this. And, uh, <laughs> As long as it's like not too like BPM wise, not too far away, because if you pitch it really down and like, and like a, a, yeah, the vocals like so that that means like I I like this kind of stuff. So even even my friend was telling me like we we play like pop techno mm-hmm. because we play like three or four tracks yeah, at the, at end, the I mean, end at the end it always turns into like a bit of one upping with like more well, cheesy I mean, shit like the last like few I mean, tracks yeah Depeche Mode if if, Prince, if we oh, have yeah, yeah. Jürgen around we have to play Depeche Mode or I dug up some more this week like I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the next gig so I just <laughs> for the for the or like for the cheese off at I the don't end. know there, were, there, there was this amazing remix of uh uh, don't stop the dance from um, Brian uh, Ferry and yeah. stuff like that. You know, like if you if you play closing and people dance like twelve hours and then you have to give them like the last. The, uh, you have to take the, the last bit of energy out of them. <laughs> yeah, the, the very last stuff. Then you pick something really special. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. Um, no, I agree totally. The thing is, is it used to be like even. You know, back in the '90s, you could drop some of these records, and people wouldn't bat an eye. Like uh, Kyle Geiger brought up this week, there was the Purpose Maker versus uh, Spin Me Around record. Do you no. know that bootleg? I have it because I, I I I did I was some stuff at a shop. I, I was actually listening to like to the Spin Me Around record yeah. last night. 
I, I really don't like the mashup, but like that was always getting played. Uh, Peak time in sets. Also, I was I mean, thinking about it for like at the end of a set, yeah. like the original. But Richie Houghton was playing yellow all the time. Oh yeah, and yeah. that's why minus orange came out of it because he yeah. was just playing it so much. Like that was everybody's like, dude, it's the fucking Ferris Bueller song. It was a pop yeah. song, you know. I mean, there's like. Uh, when Doves Cry, Prince, that was played so much. I mean, well, especially in Detroit or Minneapolis, there was always Prince being played, all of them. But, right. like, you could hear When Doves Cry played anywhere, yeah. really, in other cities or countries. I don't know. I mean, it it only is recently that when we've come in this culture where it's, like, hyper-focused and, uh, like, the tunnel vision is yeah. on, that people are like, why would you play such a cheesy record? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, well, because the world doesn't revolve around, you know... Planet yeah. Rhythm clones or something. <laughs> yeah. You know what well, I mean? well, I remember when we uh, when we had to uh, play closing at Barkheim that week. David Bowie uh, died. Oh, yeah, a week, yeah. Just, and I was like, a week before. Okay, well, and it's the, customary to play. A, yeah, yeah, of course. Like that, that made the choice of closing record very yeah, easy. Yeah, let's put and, it that way. Well, uh, the, but the, which the, one do you play? You know, that's so it's not yeah, that easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a discussion. Yeah, we, had, yeah. we week, planned this, and I was like, okay, if we close with David Bowie, it should be from the vinyl. Yeah, it has to be vinyl. Uh, it has to be vinyl. Has to be special. So he actually and he ordered like three different copies of this yeah, one, yeah, because like including I, I, the picture disc, yeah. which made for a great moment. And that's awesome. uh, <laughs> the the my my vision of that was like if I would be on the dance floor that weekend, well, someone is closing, and if someone would play that record, I, I would mind. cry. Yeah, like I, I would cry, mind. literally cry. Uh, and after the party. I know that some people cry. <laughs> yeah. So what'd you drop? It was. Wow! My God! Oh, we've been drinking for losers. <laughs> no, the um, uh, major Tom the ground control. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a wise choice. On that note, I'm going to top off my drink. Because clearly this is going ground control to major Tom. Well, the 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 decision was like life on Mars or or that. No, that's cool because a lot of people would have went for Let's Dance, and I I totally get why you would go for Let's Dance, but especially for a setting like Verkine Ground Control and Major Tom is fucking perfect. Like I was not crying by myself, but I know that people are crying, and I would cry if I would be on the dance floor. Uh, And I I think that's that's what it is about. It's about emotions, about about like people. um, One bottle of wine, boys. (laughs) (laughs) That you bring people to that emotion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, music is the the, the most emotional um, art. I like to think so. Yeah, some people get the get the fucking hair standing up on their arms from paints or paints painting or whatever you know. But when people say like they don't like music, I I, I think they're mentally challenged. It's like (laughs) you're trying to tell me all the music that's out there. There's not something that's like fucking perks you up you're like whoa what's this i need this in my life or or like (laughs) man my my mom used to sing this to me or anything like that like how can you not like music funnily enough enough, my mom my mom is actually kind of like that like my mom gets more stressed out when there's music on 
Really? Like she's she's someone like why can I she has to getting be like, stressed out? No, but, but she has to she has to have like a completely clear mind to be able to listen to any music, which is very rare. Hmm. So for, for her, it's always been a challenge actually to Does listen to music. Does she like to hyper focus on stuff? Yeah, like it, yeah. yeah. But um, no. But for me, like if there's not enough outside like stimulation going on, like and there's no music, it's it's over. Like I mean, but for me, but when I'm not asleep, music's basically always running. Yeah, I mean, kind of when I... Sometimes when, even when I'm asleep. Yeah, well, <laughs> honestly... The, may of my neighbors. I'll tell you what, like when I'm flying back or I'm on the airplane and like you fall asleep on the runway kind of thing, mm. if you're lucky enough to do that, I, I'll always, put something in the headphones and I'll tell you what, there's no better time that I get locked into the music than when you're like 75% asleep but the music's still seeping yeah. in. And it's like even if it's really quiet in your headphones, it could it could even be I'll, like I'll wake up from the ba- like from the battery of my phone dying or like uh, or like from something like fucking up with the music and it's stopping. I'll wake up from the fact that there's suddenly no music. Yeah, yeah anymore. totally. But like it could be like a, a monotony thing. Like you could it could even be a hard techno set, which is not ideally what I would want to fall asleep to. But let's say it is. Yeah, like you settle into this rhythm anything. in your brain and you start fading out. But like you start picking out details. It's yeah. kind of like a. It's like a hypersensitivity or like hyper awareness. In a exactly. weird, like, dreamlike state, like, or like if you know, like if you're really tired, you come home and like, let's say you come from the club and it was really loud, but when you get inside, like every little sound because it's so quiet is magnified. Yeah, I feel like I get that out of like falling like, asleep. You hear to music. Heartbeat, like, yeah. Boom. Although I remember one time I was I was listening to Alessandro Cortini's. Well, it's not his new album anymore, but I think it was Forza Three, maybe. And there's one track I play in there. I played in my DJ set. So if if you. If you tune in my sets, you know which one I'm talking about. I can't remember the name though. It starts off super chill, and then by the end, it's like basically super loud and distortion. He uh, just rides that master fader. But like, just as the plane's taking off, that song's kind of crescendo, and I'm like waking up, like holy fuck! I didn't realize how loud it was in my earbuds. You know, just like all right, now I'm not going to be able to sleep at all. But um, but yeah, the, the pre takeoff, falling asleep pre takeoff. That's that's my that's yeah. my jam. That's, well, that's my really my totally. Thing. And the thing is, I mean, like, I can listen to these kind of podcasts when I'm waiting. But honestly, if I got to work on the computer or something, like, I know a lot of people listening to the podcast right now are working or on yeah. their way to work. I, If I got to focus, I can't have any words going on because I want to pay attention to everything they're saying. Same yeah. with TV. I'm not really a guy that can just have something on in the background. I got to, if I get into a show... Like I'll pause it to get up and go answer the phone or something. Like I, oh, I want to know every word. Sort of, I'm weird like that. With all the, the 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 all these like I don't know ten minutes or something. I was thinking about the name of that song and it's Space Oddity. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. So I I know the the, the the I know the whole lyrics, yeah. but yeah. I didn't remember the, like what Some, the fuck was the, the name of that. Yeah, you go crazy yeah. on the mic. Uh, but yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I had weird drunk. Basically, <laughs> welcome. Uh, you know, because you know somebody was listening to the podcast and they're like fucking steam coming out of their ears. Like, how can you, you know this? Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that. But yeah. yeah. I have but that's the thing. Like, just, there's songs that I've played a million times. We're working like, with the handicap here now. Like after, after exactly. that bottle. Exactly. That bottle of scotch. And it's also the the end of a. Well, I don't know if it was a long week for you guys, but it is getting later on Friday night. So, yeah. You, are you guys on I'm, the road I'm, this weekend, or are you getting no, anything? I'm, I'm off. This weekend is finally off. <laughs> right on. I'm trying to avoid at all costs going out anywhere, but I, you know, you know how it is. Sometimes I, I fear I fear being dragged somewhere again. 
Well, see what you need to do is you gotta friends. you got yeah <laughs> you gotta go halfway tomorrow night. Like go to a friend's house or uh, go to a bar and have a couple drinks. So you sort of get the taste of going out and then sort and of then, regret it. Because what I have a feeling what what happens to me is if I have a free weekend by Sunday night, I'm like I need to get out of the house. What's going yeah. on? And in Berlin, no, so you, you know go, what's you going go on have Sunday, at a so house you, or you end up bar. getting just oh. faded. You go uh, have drinks at a friend's house or at a bar. You go home, hopefully. Mm-hmm. At a somewhat reasonable hour for Berlin standards, and then avoid going to the big place or wherever. Mm-hmm. That's that's a ticket, yeah. Really. Because it's all, all bets are off when that happens. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, but I realize we're actually getting close to the three hour mark. How, oh, holy really? shit, Batman! Uh, uh, really? I was like, okay. Is it like two hours now? <laughs> he wants well, to go. He's like, dude, I've got ten. nothing more to say. <laughs> Time um, flies when you're having fun. I'm going to do, actually, I, I'm, I have, I'll do one more question from the net, and then we'll yeah. start getting towards wrapping this yeah. up. Uh, Adam from Denver wrote in a while back. Uh, first of all, thanks for all the nice comments and stuff, because he, he included some, some of that in with the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he wants to know why DJs are regularly using 320 MP3s instead of waves when DJing with digital setups, because he's a sound guy. Um, he's... I, you know, talking about function honestly, one avoid and I honestly think, like, I mean, I've, I've actually a beat it like doing a sound check, and like I, I honestly think that on most most sound systems, like you really can't hear the difference. Like, can on, or can't? No, you can't. On most sound yeah. systems, you really can't. Unless the, actually, the one moment where you can is when uh, is when you have that fucking master tempo button on and you push pretty far, yeah. and it starts, you know, it starts grain stretching. Yeah. Then, uh, then it becomes really apparent. But that it's an MP3, really. Yeah, because because basically, like the aliasing gets like stretched out. Mm-hmm. You know, then you know it kind of amplifies the problem. Yeah. Other than that, honestly, there's no huge, there's no huge difference. And as a, as a hoarder, red in the face right now, like motherfucker. No, as, well, no, and well, as a hoarder, I, think, I know as a hoarder of music, actually, like space becomes an issue. Yeah, yeah, totally for me. I too. mean, because I, I do like on my stick, I do have like a fairly. I have a fairly solid catalog. It's like it's like one twenty eight gig stick. And hey man, I got a big stick. And <laughs> here we go. No, but it's it's uh, it's, the biggest it's stick? pretty well loaded. Yeah. Well, but it's but if if I had more like if I had more uh, waves on there than you know than I did, it would like I would run into like space issues. And with the the flak thing is not supported everywhere yet. Unfortunately, yeah, some of the players so that's don't not play alternative. It. But I mean, flak almost seems pointless next to wave anyway. There's not. A I mean, it is smaller though, but, but it, not by much. Instead of like 150 yeah. megs, you'll get like 40 well, megs or whatever. It's still it's sizable. I have something to say about it. Like I don't. Uh, I I prefer to ha- have wave files, Absolutely. and I, I maybe right, like I, I have like five percent of MP3s from the stuff which I cannot get on no. wave. Really. And I rather have less selection, but in a good quality. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that like if you have like modern USB stick that you have uh, not that you don't have enough space for the music mm-hmm. because like we play once. In, I, I wish I, we would play every weekend 12 hour set because this is a lot of fun yeah. but like mostly you play like 3-4 hours 
You and um, for that, you don't need that much music. I need to have all of the music. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, with you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> but there is times where it's like, man, I want that one record that I haven't played in seven years, and that's the time. Exactly. Yeah. And then you don't have that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And see, and so, I do. And I do. Honestly, on, <laughs> no, I haven't. Well. Well, sometimes it's better to have like less selection. No, that, that but be creative with that. This is how I mean, DJ I said agree I, completely. I, yeah. You know, I I fully see the merit in but it. But that also comes down to picking your playlist properly. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not or your record being, bag. Yeah, or yeah. record bag, whatever. But it's I mean, art. <laughs> I just know, man. I'd love to see some of the, some of these guys. I'm sure that are listening are just freaking the fuck out right now. Yeah. You do not understand. Yeah, that there is no. a scientific difference, and here's the deal: mathematically, scientifically, yeah. whatever. Waves have less compression of in the signal. You know, you got yeah, but greater if you, dynamics. If you play in the like lo-fi techno, or like, for example, Lice well, Records doesn't Records. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you play it in a wave or MP3. It's like it's distorted either way. It's distorted in a way that like you don't. Yeah. Well, that's what hear I'm getting difference. at. Here's the thing. It's like. Theoretically, yes. Yeah. If you're one of those dudes that's like, it, wave is better. Technically, yes. But let's really narrow it down. I've broken it down on the show before. Yeah. So first of all, you have this fucking MP3 or wave. Let's just say MP3 that comes from some kid's DAW that sampled shit off a phone, uses a modular, throws it through some plugins. It's not really a good produced the track anyway. The first stage yeah. already. So already, and then it, and then they don't. They're too cheap to pay for a real mastering job, so they crank it up so it's like completely maxed it's out. Digital clipping. It looks like a sausage, so <laughs> it doesn't even need a red line because yeah. it's distorted. Yeah, and that's honestly most techno tracks. The now, wave is going to make a difference. Now, if you ain't redlining, no. you ain't headlining. No. No. So the DJ is going to be turning it all the fucking way up, and now it's redlining, and then it goes out of the mixer. It goes into the processing, and every sound guy thinks he's God's gift of sound, so he's so running he through a, a four compressor. compressors and limiters and shit. No, because they don't trust the DJ either. Coloring the signal, yeah. And then, like, you know, the the whole concept of the original Function 1 is you don't need to have anything in between. But yeah. they all have something in between. you've got all this trash in there. And then you, you put the Function 1 down in a concrete box of a room that's not even <laughs> protected properly, and then it goes, after all is said and done with that, it goes into wasted people's eardrums. Yeah. So it's like, like what the does it matter, matter, dude? fucked from yeah. start to finish. Yeah, yeah like, like... Fuck game staging. Like, it's, it's not hi-fi... Uh, no, at all. No. Yeah. That case. And I mean, no. if, if you can... You know, there are some guys like uh, Russ Monkey does the Labyrinth Parties. He is a major audiophile dude. He's really, if you're going to go play on a system that's teched for audiophile stuff, he's the kind of promoter that that's going to have that going on. So he would be just sitting here like ripping us a new asshole right now. But the reality is, is most of the time you're going to be playing at parties where it's a shit sound system and people just aren't going to care, you know? Yeah. so I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't think it's the, necessary to have waves. But I understand if I mean, you want to try. But people, people get so worked up over, over this kind of stuff. It's the same thing, you know, the same thing with like analog synths or whatever. I mean, I say this having like, a, like an actual 909 or 303 at home. Shout out to Sneak. Uh, <laughs> but, and, and also having clones. And I actually, sometimes I like using the clones better because they work better. Well, you know. You know even though even, I have the real thing, I know it sounds different. I still like using the clone better. A three hundred three clone's a hell of a lot easier to program. Put it that that's way, I'm sure. And like, so there's, there's, 
other factors that play into it. Like this pure audiophile or quality isn't 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 the end all yeah. be all of it. Or another uh, concept of it, like uh, when people like going crazy about nine or nine or eight or eight, I'm saying like, why do you want to use the same sound? You well, can because they're no, but if you do want that, I mean, yeah. that's a thing. Like I, I try to go out of my way to not use nine or nine hats and whatever, and I, I'll use the kicks a bit. But honestly, I don't. Maybe it's because it's already just been imprinted into our brains that this is the same. But it, it's like basically it's the familiar. drum kit. You know it's what familiar. I mean? Familiar. Everyone likes it. Like, it you but feel it always safe works. It. <laughs> like you're not the the drum kit and bands hasn't really changed all that much. No. You know what I'm saying? No. You still got your like floor toms and snares and your hi hats and your ride like, and that's the same on the eight hundred eight or the nine hundred nine. And like honestly, a lot of that shit's just sampled from those acoustic instruments anyway. Yeah, so. that's true. Like I'm, I'm not saying I'm not criticizing anyone with that, but like I'm, I'm getting drunk and my <laughs> voice so is like, trying to cut yeah. your mic. But like what <laughs> I'm saying, like you no more drinks can, for this guy. You can, you can do something completely different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't like. It's not about like if you have if you pay like whatever four thousand or three thousand euros you pay for nine oh nine or something. Like it's about like the concept you wanna do. And if you wanna do something completely new, maybe you just Maybe you should be it. using a fucking drum machine from the eighties. Yeah. Well the 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 blue moon don't have any drum machine in, in inside so mm-hmm. but it's an amazing track it's so it's it's machine. not about like um, you know the standards you mm-hmm. you say like these should be or this doesn't like I like tracks when they don't have any hi hats at all yeah I mean yeah. well like uh, you guys know randomer yeah 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 he's a producer his tracks like always have just ruthless clang in sort of yeah. dungeony drums and I don't know how but I came across something uh, maybe it's on YouTube where it's like a maybe a 20 minute half hour talk where he's like yeah these this is my secret to my sound this is how I make my drums and walks you through it on the computer basically and it's just a bunch of sampled noise really cranked the fuck up to become like this really raw sound yeah. and like to me that's making your own kits as opposed to loading up a machina or like i got the little cork volca things over there and shit like yeah. that's really going for it if you want to be unique um, yeah. yeah but i don't know man I, mean, I started getting i started getting creative with it with like the with the modular mm-hmm. like using these like uh, noise generator modules yeah. just to, and and actually without using the filter just uh just a vca totally and then cross modulating the noise so you get really twangy shit. So, so yeah, here we are. A We're lot of people on the show like, like there's shit, a lot of possibilities. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, like for example, uh, you know, Jeff Mills, he always comes up on the show, but he's he's he, he just did another performance in Chicago a night or two ago where he was doing like a jazz thing, and he actually did another one in Tokyo with the Kobe sessions. That one came uh-huh. out, and I was like, well. Jeff Mills playing the 909 with a jazz band. Don't need to hear that. And my friend's like, you should really give it a shot anyway. You like jazz. Why not? Mm-hmm. And, like, it was pretty damn cool, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, first of all, you're never really going to hear the 909 in that setting. And I thought that it would be kind of, like, clubby. But, no, he was, like, playing it like a drum kit and very subtly. Really? But you're never going to see a 909 used like that. It's worth because checking out. My, my initial thought was exactly your reaction. Yeah, where I'm just like, yeah. you know, where you hear about, like, uh, some 
techno person doing an orchestra thing, and I'm like, uh, not for I, me. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. So yeah. no, check out the Kobe sessions. It's two tracks. I think they're 15, 20 minutes each, and it's it's done really well. I, I can fit that in my schedule. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and I mean, so there's a lot of times where people just aren't using uh, the instruments in a different context, you know? Yeah. So uh, as I said, we are getting a little bit later into the show here. Yeah. I just realized that... Uh, we didn't do a production thing, but maybe we can do the production thing for the producers' episodes. Uh, but I want to—I want to start getting towards wrapping it up, which means we got to do some plugging here. Uh, let's talk about release schedule-wise. You got any releases, remixes, albums, podcasts? Well, we that just kind had the new Stab record come out, so that was. Yeah, I think the next one will be uh, probably. Well, on... what's the one now? So people buy it and they'll sell well, yeah, it. Yeah, that's the Stab. Number three, okay, which is uh, various artists, different producers. Uh, we don't say who they are, yeah. uh, but like, well, yeah, is that just vinyl or is it digital too? It's it's vinyl. It's both. Uh, it's both. It's both. But vinyl at most stores, and uh, I think digital is available online already as well. I mean, on our Bandcamp, yeah, on Bandcamp, yeah. yes. And I'm not I think sure. Would that be Staub S T A U B Bandcamp dot com? Uh, no, right. this no, is IY official. IY. No, IY music. You guys are just going to have to Google this shit. I don't it's think I'm going to be able to figure it out. I think it's IY Bandcamp. I'm pretty sure it's IY. I don't know. Everyone shut the fuck up. It's IYmusic.bandcamp.com. That's what it is. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, Bandcamp, IY, you'll find it. Okay, I'm Googling myself right now. So, I'm the one who's like... Set, setting things up, but like I think it's I wipe camp or music. What else anyway, you got coming out? Uh, yeah, that's that's the that's thing. Uh, it came out last weekend. Okay, and uh, I think digitally it will be available next week on other. So it's shows. already out now. If you're listening yeah. to this, it's it's iyofficial.bandcamp.com. Yeah, there you have it. Now you yeah. got to go. Like, it now took, we know. Thank you, Google. Now we know. Thank it. you, Google. And um, <laughs> I can't believe that the next one, uh, next one will be probably we don't know yet, but like probably our IYP. Yeah, um, we have a split idea in mind. Yeah, we have a s- split idea in mind, but like, with let's a, see with a certain. As I told you, like because European. of this, like fashion industry wise thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's Maybe fun. we'll wait one year to, to mm-hmm. release next one. Um, we'll plan our attack. Whatever. Uh, what else we have in mind? Well, uh, pimp your last three records on your own label right now. Yeah, like uh, the last one on my label was Stanislav Tarkachev reissue of Blue Mood. He's classic. I gotta get this guy on the show, yeah. man. Oh man, that would be we'll, a fucking we will manage that. that would be a fucking he's, blast. He's playing in Berlin on uh wait a second. Fifteenth of April. Oh man. Maybe I'm, we can manage uh, before. I'm on the road that weekend, but that'd be awesome to work yeah. it out. That'd be a I will a show. I will talk with yeah, him about cool. that. That should be interesting. For yeah. people this guy is a fucking yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's a hoot. He's a hoot. Um <laughs> I will. I will take yeah. care of that. I, I can ask him. I, I don't know when he's coming back. Uh, exactly with the hookups. Coming, coming to Berlin, but I wanted to meet him before as well. 
So uh, that's his his re- record. I'm really proud of it because uh, that's that track has a big story behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think people have it, it, people have been trying to. Yeah, like yeah. there was. There some that for it relates back to the Emmanuel scandal. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, but not just that. There was also more people. Like he's yeah, not there the only one. There's actually multiple guys, attempts. So There's multiple attempts to reissue that. Right. Oh yeah, whatever. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like uh, so then when I when and I long last yeah when but when I talked with uh, Stanislav about the concept of the new con uh, new label, I was like, why don't we really reissue that track and then. Giving a new track with that's awesome. I yeah. got the nod. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. And uh, the next one is I told you there's a liquid. I'm waiting for their tracks, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm really excited about that. And after that, let's see what liquid delivers. And after that, I will decide where the uh, label goes. And yeah, we're going. We have like uh, some some new. New gigs like we're going to Detroit for a moment. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. It will be announced soon. So, uh, probably when the the, the yeah. when the uh, this um, show is online. Announced probably it will be announced soon. Then, uh, yeah, we're touring around. Yeah, we've got we've got there's like Australia planned yeah. this year. There is right uh, so yeah, get another new US continent. another time as well. Yeah, so, later this year. Yeah, then there's uh, some festivals coming and uh, yeah, Stab is going on and. That's right. Mm. So you know, people are always trying to come to Berlin and do the techno tourism thing. Uh, of course, they know the obvious clubs, but. Uh, that being said, if they're curious about seeing what something is like outside of the, the normal party things, where is there a, do they just talk resident advisor? Where can they find out when the next job is? Um, yeah, well, resident, it's uh, not the, weekly, by the way. It's yeah, what, it's bi-monthly? One, no, it's monthly. monthly. Yeah. It's monthly. Uh, I mean, usually you will the last find, find every time on it's usually the last advisor. weekend of the month. Okay. Of course, there is um, like it's not always on top of the list because we don't sell tickets online. We yeah, don't have, uh, but it's there. Lineup, but it's always there. Yeah. Like I, I keep it like top two, three minimum. Two months before <laughs> I always uh, put the yeah. uh, events online, so you will find that. And and again, you're not going to get a, a lineup, but no, you just no, kind of got to go. Expecting to have Just a good like, time and yeah, get messy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's all about yeah. and in summer it's amazing. Like about playing the garden, yeah, the garden is like that. garden. So we have some plans for for summer. Like there's some some special guests who want to play in summer in the garden. So let's see, let's see. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what about you? You got anything on the solo tip or anything? Well, I'm, I'm still work in progress type. Vibes. I'm fine. I'm no, no. I have, I have two records that I have to finish, like within the next like three weeks or something, which is, you know. So you can announce those later. Yeah, I'll announce those when. Yeah. Well, if these guys we'll seem burn like that nice guys when we get to, to you, just yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> as for myself, let's see, April. Definitely by this point, I've been already pumping it on the show, but I got a record with myself and Joel Mall out now on Parable. It's called Way of nice. the Wild. Scoop that up. Uh, coming soon in four weeks' time. The next anime release is from Gabriella Vergloff. Do you guys know her? Yeah. She, she did a year here in Berlin. Um, she's in Belgium now. It sounds like she's going to prison. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> she, but she did some time in Berlin. Yeah, she did some time. <laughs> uh, no, that it's got a, it's uh, kind of her vinyl debut, and it's got remixes from myself, Cosman TRG, and uh, Doubt from Mistress Records, and Don't Be Afraid. Look. And then um, I got a records release coming. It's called Take the no Throne. Shit. I don't know what the date is on that, but I want to say it's probably going to be a month or two after this airs. So look for it by the summer. Stoked for that. Uh. I don't know. I I, I, I got to get some sort of my own podcast out, not just talking ones. I don't have any DJ stuff, but something will be on the way. Yeah. Time. You guys got any DJ podcast? Actually, we did. Recent ones? Well, there, well, we did. Uh, there was a there was a Stout podcast just recently, which yeah. was featured on uh, on Groove. Yeah, it was yeah. Groove podcast, which like how, how do you say it? Like Groove podcast was Staub podcast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that, like Staub takeover. special. Like a takeover. Yeah. Groove, yeah. Groove podcast. And, uh, so there was, uh, before we made like so Tracks you- magazine podcast. And we've done so many podcasts that like, that are, like we said, we actually try to keep those to today. a minimum. Like, yeah, like yeah. maybe once to, like, two, in a year. Well, you twice. Do it, like, but like, you cannot well, you do can throw, like you can throw it in an anonymous one yeah. like that, but uh, I mean, you know, I guess it depends. Uh, you know, it's it's a case by case basis. Some DJs can get away with doing zero podcasts; they just got whatever going for them, and others really need to. I mean, no, I think anyone up, could. It, 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 well, if you're not complete garbage, well, but my no, problem is like I cannot is, like if I play something in a podcast. Then you don't want to play. play it. I don't want to play the game. Well, okay. No, I would play. I would play maybe like the next like two three games. Well, so that means you're playing my records it. always at gigs, right? No, yeah. <laughs> no, but because no, I would play maybe like the next two three gigs because people actually like. Yeah. I, I feel like people probably even hope for it. Yeah. But then after that, I want to get like I don't want yeah, to touch them anymore. It's uh, you know, well you know like in one hour in one mm-hmm. podcast you may play twenty tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. These are like selection of selection of selection. Yeah, yeah. You're picking and the cream of the crop because that always has yeah. to be like, primo. Otherwise, that, people turn it off. I don't like that many tracks hits in a row. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. And if I if I have to put like twenty tracks on the side, which I won't play, like maybe one or two, I will play in mm-hmm. next few months. But like if I have to put that tracks on the side, like since. Well, Many time, months. You're, you're cutting cannot, into your repertoire. I'm not getting that much new, interesting stuff. Yeah, you're like, cutting into your repertoire cannot, like yeah, heavily. So, so that Rather means that like podcast. I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to do the, the podcast like every month or every two months or every three months. Uh, mm. You know, like recently I've done like solo podcasts uh, with the uh, uh, ambient stuff, mm-hmm. and it took so much time to find something interesting. Okay. And uh, that's why, like, maybe, like, Bandcamp, I, I like it so much because you have, like, some some musicians doing their music somewhere mm-hmm. around the world and maybe three, four people buy it and yeah. they do some, some cassette tape releases yeah. or some stuff. But I'm such a big fan of... Bandcamp right now because I found so many interesting stuff which there was no other chance no other channels to find them because their editorial is working really good mm-hmm. and you find something very very special um. from around the world because 
to release a tape or digital is doesn't need that much effort, that much money. And Bandcamp apparently is like only place you can do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, I hear so, you. So in experimental side of the music, I think that that's the best place right now to yeah. to dig and find something really interesting. Definitely, because it's uh, you're not limited to distributors needs you might exactly. find some weirdo uh, also it feels like good. guitar feedback thing next to a dub track or yeah. something exactly. no but also also it feels good because i mean you are giving back a lot more to the label or the artist yeah totally it's like, it's very personal you know that you know they're getting uh, like portal like close to 80 percent of it, 85 like, i believe yeah, yeah. even uh, so that's which is great that's refreshing yeah, totally. I mean, if if, if you can buy off a of Bandcamp, do it just because yeah. it, it helps it really helps more than, really than Beatport or... Yeah. Uh, and then it's there's better, nothing against those sites too. It's better than the 0.00002 on fucking Spotify yeah. or some stupid shit like yeah. that. I mean, it's worth to dig in there. Like, yeah, there's If you are gems, into experimental gems. music and uh, like... Look, but even techno, like techno, yeah. techno, you can find very interesting stuff. And even as a DJ, and yeah. you find like hidden gems that no one else is playing. Yeah. And really, yeah, that's totally. ultimately that's what everyone digs Everybody for. Wants, yeah. Yeah. Like you want that special thing that no one else is playing. Hundred percent, man. And yeah. that's uh, the only thing is it's not as easy to get the suggestions or something from no. Bandcamp. But no, but that's the thing that yeah. the algorithm, the algorithm always favors stuff that's uh, that's popular already. But ultimately, you actually want the. Un you want something that's not popular, popular. yet, yeah. and you yeah. want to make it popular. Yeah. Like totally. really, ultimately, that should be your your goal. A hundred percent. And like the algorithm is not going to help you with that <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah. Definitely not. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's sign off. For yes, now. wrap this up. All yeah. right. It's right. good to have you guys over finally. Thank you. Thank you. We, we made it quite a far distance, so yeah. uh, we'll do it again sometime. I still got a swig in here. Sweet. There you go. <laughs> Later. <laughs>